Helix mattresses have been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors and doctors of sleep medicine as a go-to solution for improving your sleep. Everybody is unique, and everyone sleeps differently. That's why Helix has several different mattress models to choose from, each designed for specific sleep positions and feel preferences. So how will you know which Helix mattress works best for you and your body? You can take the Helix Sleep Quiz and find your perfect mattress in under two minutes. And your personalized mattress is shipped straight to your door free of charge. Helix knows there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it in your own home. That's why they offer a 100-night trial and a 10-15 to year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners. Go to helixsleep.com slash drink. That's helixsleep.com slash drink. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. With Helix, better sleep starts now. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Oh, cowabunga, man. This is going to be a, a good one. So we're in episode 135, the famous 135. Oh, I know it well. We've been waiting for this day. I've been waiting to hear all about your experience uh, out of the country. Oh, yeah. I'm finally not as tired. So it's been four days. Since you've been back? Yeah. Or I just got back Monday. So, yeah. Cool. I don't know. How I've, how long were you there for? 10 days? Like 11 days. Yeah. Tell us everything. Oh, my God. Minute by minute. I can't tell you everything because this podcast would never end. But I will tell you a couple of things. Well, first of all, I have this for you guys. Ah! It's edible presents. Oh, I love a good edible present. Is this some Cadbury shit? I'm very stoked. It's not it Cadbury. That's a British thing. Is it Milka? Yes. <gasps> so these are for you. Yes! I'm not oh, sporty yes. enough for that. And these are for you. Sorry, I asked about the same kind. I hope you like hazelnuts. I don't know if you do. What is noisette? Noisette. It's like nougat. Ooh, I love a good nougat. And then these. <laughs> <laughs> and then these are just like mini hanutas, which are the best. Oh, nice. That was just a lot. And hassel noose is hazelnut. Yes. Word. I'm down with this. Love the little cow. So sweet. So I hope. I hope you like it. Hell yeah. Okay. I, no, I don't I, I like chocolate anymore. I didn't get anything anymore. more exciting. I was like, well, we don't need more no. souvenir stuff. So I'll just chocolate. I do love a good souvenir that I can eat. That's true. It definitely, it definitely bodes well for me in many ways. Eva's already <laughs> chowing down face first. Well, in hers. there was another one in there, but I ate it. That sounds right. <laughs> I was like, I want that this. sounds right. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was good. I don't know. I went to Germany and Austria. It was a wild time. I saw all of my relatives. There were 47 people at the first gathering. First? Which is my mom's side of the family. Then we went to Austria and there were 87 people, which is my dad's side of the good family. Night. Oh it my was gosh. really wild. Um, yeah. But my, at the grandma thing, or not the grandma thing, that was later. At the Kaiser thing, we had a tour bus and everything. Like it was insanity. I love how your extraness is 
clearly genetic. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, we will we get a tour bus? They're like, oh, normal people have two children. We'll have eight and then see what happens. And like, yep, that sounds about right. <clears throat> How many siblings do both your parents have again? My mom has seven and my dad has four. So there's eight and five. Bananas. And they all have kids, of course. So then they all have... And they all were married at some point. So there's like just double. They're all married uncles. multiple times. Pretty much so all triple. Just a lot of people. Yeah. And so it was a trip. I don't know. I only cried once on that segment of the trip, but oh, we're good. not even going to go there. Um, I'll ask people later. are crazy yeah it was very <laughs> drama um my aunt like confronted me about a, a thank you card she didn't receive and I was like oh lord almighty she's like I've been mad at you for months and like I've been crying over this and I was like this is insanity like it was really wild I wish I led a life so simple that things like that made me mad I know and I was like and then everyone started gossiping because that's what they do and so then like it, I just suddenly became the center of all this drama and I was like I don't know isn't that wonderful you yeah. flew to the country to celebrate your anniversary, and then you're also the criminal. Well, it was my grandfather's birthday, so my anniversary was set to the side. Oh, lol. The, the, uh, the Austria was my second wedding. Second wedding. <laughs> gotcha. Um, yeah, but we bond. I bonded a lot with Ali and Alexander, and Blaze is like really a good patient travel companion. So he and I had He's a, a sport. lot of fun. He is, and he like really likes to like do the same stuff i do like trying new restaurants and he's just very like easygoing so it was really fun um and then lisa well oh my grandma's house that everyone wants to know about the haunted one yes we do all want to know holy that. hell we t i forgot how crazy that place was i took blaze on like a tour and he was like this is not normal and i was like i know describe it for the for the class well there's a back room where there's like a billiards table like eight thousand books that are all just like really like 200 years old and then all so these crazy. lamps so my grandpa had this like famous lamp empire okay we're gonna pretend that's already been <laughs> explained you know that? no oh, okay well so did you your grandpa create lamps like basically my one of my ancestors like apparently created the first decorative lamp it's a whole thing and so my grandpa has everyone's this... brains exploding right now. <laughs> like, if your brain's exploding you're not alone i didn't know this either you didn't no that's usually my fun fact at like you know those like uh, we never breakers. had an icebreaker together that's true we never really learned the basics about one another <laughs> no we just started a fucking podcast <laughs> <laughs> we we're like we'll figure it out <laughs> one of my basics is that my grandfather has this um he's like august kaiser like the 12th or something and they have this like kaiser lamp company and it's really nuts and um so our house or my grandma's house is like full of all these like old lamps but like does it have the original really lamp? wild ones <laughs> the original the I don't original think decorative so. lamp that shit should be in a museum <laughs> i think that's like charles dickens with this little <laughs> candle i don't know but yeah so that was wild and like we opened a back door and there were all these bats and we were like <gasps> goodbye and so then <laughs> sorry i'm <laughs> I almost just like your computer almost said bye to you forever. <laughs> I almost just spewed my soda all across my my I'm laptop. So sorry, I, I felt it go halfway <laughs> into my nose. And I was like, "This is it. This is the way I it go." It was out. soda, so I was like, "Oh, I'm really down. I'm going down." Carbonation in your nose. I can't tell if I'm crying or sweating. Uh, probably both. <laughs> just bunch of bats oh yeah so my grandma goes oh i forgot to tell you don't open the shutters because like that's where the bats are and we were like mm, good and there's like uh it's like a four-story house so there are shutters in every cor corner and then we were like what's in this door and it was locked and there was like a trunk in front of it and a curtain and we were like okay so of course we opened it and it's, it's like a cartoon it was full of weasels <laughs> 
Thank God it wasn't drinking. I know, I waited. I waited. So, So, like, living? Yeah. They just collect there? Well, so my grandma feeds them. And so then they come into the house and she just, like, lets them live there in the ceiling. I have so many questions. So, (laughs) (laughs) but they're like German. I don't know. My the grandma's difference. like, oh, it's this this animal, and I'd never heard of the word. So she's like, Google it, and I Google it, and I was like, that's a weasel. Like, it's literally. I, I thought it was a bird. What it, really, I thought weasels were like ferrets. Yeah, it was. But it's like it looks like a weasel. I don't know. It's a different animal that we don't have in the U.S. Okay, but like apparently they burrow into your walls and shit. So all night wow. I'm like, no wonder she hears ghosts. It she hears it, fucking weasels. It walking made it around. weirder to me thinking of like a ferret and like just that's seeing, what they look like. That's so like crazy ferrets. that they just like burrow it's into your bizarre old lamp decorated I mean, I don't castle. Think that's... <laughs> it was really bizarre. And my mom and I went into the basement and we found like records from my dad's or my grandpa's company from all the way back in like the 1960s. And so they were like all these creepy old like newspaper clippings and stuff from like the 60s and that's 70s. That's crazy. I mean, it was like and my grandma's not gone down there in a long time. It's like a really weird place. And my brother found a typewriter and just like took it home. I was going to say did you guys steal anything? Well, I, I would. We only took stuff where my mom was like, "Oh, that that's mine." Like that was mine from growing up or whatever. Got it. Um yeah, there's one closet just full of fur coats and I was like, "I do not want that. Um <laughs> you can keep those." Uh grandma and then there was Why? You don't want like a weasel coat? Well, I don't want to lose all of our listeners either. <laughs> so a weasel coat. What it? I'm thinking with the bat thing, like an emperor's new groove when his mouth filled with bats in the cave. And yeah, like, sort of like they that. just flew. How many? How big was the space? And how many? Was it just one bat room and one weasel room? I'm still hooked on those. So the, the weasel room was like this half of the house on the fourth floor. Third. Do floor? they get into the house? Yes, they're inside the house. So your grandma's just used to just, she like, just locks them the door. Away. Amazing. And so they live in that side of the house now. And then the spot with all, like, the typewriter and all the old stuff was in the basement? No, that was just in the bedrooms. There are also, like... How thir- many bedrooms are there? I don't know, like, 25. I don't know. A lot. Because they had, like, eight kids and then they all had rooms. And, then and they, they all had, had guest four rooms. rooms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. There's probably not 25. But there are a lot of rooms and many stories to this house. And and can I ask how old your grandma is? She is 70... Four. Is she able to get upstairs and things like that? Like, could she yeah. get into all the rooms if she wanted to? Yeah, she does. Imagine, imagine having, blah, blah, blah. imagine having so many rooms. You're just like, I don't need to go into that one for twenty years. Literally, they just leave them because she's like, well, I mean, my kids live there. They don't live there anymore, and now they just have weird, like, old posters and shit on the walls. It and makes sense, but it's still crazy. Like, such it's a time vault. Bizarre. It is like a vault of yeah. It is like a vault. Anyway, so that was a trip, and we definitely took some like photos and videos for beach to sandy for like a a sibling don't tell my aunts and uncles they're gonna kill me (laughs) um yeah and so that was interesting and then we went to austria uh where i had the second wedding Uh which was really fun (laughs) bizarre so lisa came Mm -hmm. which was really fun um we only got stranded on one mountain in the sleet so that was good should i ask about that we went on my, we da- just... my dad's like we're taking a steam engine to lunch and i'm like okay so i just did it already not in america <laughs> already like okay sure why not little did i know that that this steam engine a was 90 minutes long and b um once we got to the top we apparently had to hike for 20 minutes and we're in shorts and t-shirts because it's 90 degrees apparently once you get to the top of a fucking mountain it's no longer 90 degrees which <laughs> somebody could have told me maybe i don't know maybe it's fine it was really fun and beautiful but also then it just started like pouring and sleeting and it was insane oh, wow. and then we got to the lunch thing and we were like just sopping wet we all had to throw our shoes away lisa was like sorry where am i and what's happening and we were like mm, my bad you're it's trapped like, on this mountain i just forever. fucking landed in austria yep. and now i'm in the mountains without yep. my shoes just stranded on a on a, st- a 
train. I don't know. And so then we all had to buy these sweatshirts because we like were fucking freezing in our clothes. And they said, so the train is called the Schneeback Bahn. And it just said, is, the, is that the heart. one your, your brother wore <laughs> yeah. everywhere? It said, I heart the Schneeback Bahn. And we were like, fuck this. So we had to buy all these shirts about how much we love this train. And we all wore them. At, AKA was, hated. Yeah. I was like, this is such a, anyway, it was fine. It, that, it was really, that was the only kind of problematic afternoon. Um, and that, that was only a second time I cried. And then um, the Austrian wedding itself was really cool. It was at this castle. My dad and my uncle did a really good job with it. Um, we're at this castle and then this like van pulls through the little like gates and all these people come out and they're wearing like knights outfits and like have trumpets. And I'm like, what in the world? And so then they start serenading us and like they're playing all this Austrian music. Um, and then there's like this like clinking noise and my uncle walks up and he's wearing like a helmet and like a full, this is the helmet I have been wanting to know about. <laughs> he saw it on Instagram. Oh, this full knight's outfit. There's a photo of my uncle in that and my grand or my dad just like rolling his eyes. Like he clearly <laughs> didn't sign off on this part of the party. And my uncle walks up. He like starts giving this long speech. Oh, by the way, he's holding a crossbow. And so he starts giving this long speech and he's like, this is traditional Austrian, whatever. And we're all like, oh my God, what's happening? And we're all dressed up drinking champagne and he's standing there like in the rain with like a crossbow. Nice. And then he goes, so this is in honor of the bride. Traditionally, what she would do is like shoot a gun. And I'm like, okay. He pulls out this like cannon gun thing. He's like, like a little baby cannon. Like, a, yeah, a little cannon. And he puts like gunpowder in it. And we're like, oh God, oh God, oh God. He's literally going to shoot this thing. And he fucking shot the cannon off like a gun like into the air and we were like scream it was so loud everyone screamed and like it was very startling and then he's like isn't blaze supposed to do that technically if we're going by tradition like doesn't the husband do that or shoot, is this shoot a gun <laughs> that's american tradition you're confusing them i see it's the, the weird <laughs> uncle in the helmet <laughs> that does it in austria i have no idea because he was just trying to go on and on in english and we were all like we have literally and lisa is again like what is happening why am i here and she really came just <laughs> so she could revive her comedy and like yeah exactly she says she retired really she was waiting for a moment to just take a whole weekend and get new material correct she has plenty of it now yeah um she's actually going to be back on tour in a couple months just talking about you oh my god yeah well i deserve it so Everything you said in the last 10 minutes sounds like an acid trip. <laughs> yeah, it felt like one, too. It sounds kind of like a fairy tale, but, <laughs> but like, not a happy one. But, like, <laughs> but like kind of a nightmare, also. <laughs> right. Like Fantasia. Like, <laughs> we're all just, like... Just, like, a spiraled emotional void, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, there was no soundtrack. Um, <laughs> except... Except your internal screams. Yeah, the internal screams, the weasels clinking on the ceiling, <laughs> my uncle's helmet. I mean, there were a lot of great noises. Just the sound of the cannons. Someone got me, oh my God, some they gave some people gave me wedding gifts and I was like, uh, thanks. Like, I didn't actually think this was like for my, it wasn't like really for yeah. my, but. Uh, the wedding was like an excuse for everyone to get party, together. A party, right. And my uncle to like show off his cannon. His crossbow, oh my crossbow God. cannons. It was a wild picture. And um, so my somebody gave me a, bo uh, a set of bottles in there Schieffer, from a Schieffer winery. And it has my last oh, name cool. on the bottles. And I was so excited. <clears throat> and then the woman's like, it's too bad you changed your name. And I was like, oh, no, I didn't change my name. And she goes, you're allowed to do that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah. And she goes, oh, your poor future children. They're going to be so confused. And I'm like, poor future children. Like, I've had a different na last name than my parents for my whole goddamn life. So Right. Anyway. Listen, if my mom can have four names. Exactly. I can, and I figured it out just fine. I can pick out my own goddamn name. Anyway, so it was fine. My grandma has really bad Alzheimer's too, which was like really sad. 
you know. Isn't it bizarre? Yeah, it's well, really I, sad. When I last saw my grandma, she has Alzheimer's, and I I had never really come like face to face with someone yeah. that severe. It's pretty wild. It is like really, and it's I remember because last time I saw her, she didn't know me, but she knew my dad, and now she like doesn't know anybody anymore. Which yeah, it's just really hard. Um, so yeah, but it was good and the house was nice. My dad had it renovated and, oh, and all my cousins gave me this really cool poster where everybody was holding a different letter and in German it said like, congratulations on your wedding. And it was so sweet. My grandma was holding like an O in her like wheelchair and my uncle, uncle Wally and Angelica had like the Alabama A and like, it was super cute. Anyway. Oh, so that was my long rant about everything. Thank you for listening. Sounds like its own true crime in the making <laughs> oh there were, there were a couple of moments so i was like this isn't gonna end well <laughs> lisa was like i'm never getting back to the states <laughs> completely and there were definitely some moments where people i barely knew were like are you gonna say this on your podcast and i was like yeah probably <laughs> so <laughs> tune in <laughs> it's like if i don't there's a problem <laughs> anyway <clears throat> it was a trip i didn't really see any ghosts i don't think i heard a lot of noises but then my mom was like those are the weasels so i was like all right <laughs> those are just the ghosts of lamps past i literally didn't sleep and sleep that night because we were in this like so there's like a separate apartment like room where it's all pink listen i don't know and has its own bathroom and stuff and my grandma was like don't use the sink and we were like okay i'm not gonna ask questions but so we had this like back room and i was so freaked out all night i like did not sleep a wink and then there were all these weasels running around on my ceiling it was what on earth is bizarre. going on? It was bizarre, dude. And there's a there's a potato man. They call him the potato man. And he like... You're doing a lot of not explaining and just <laughs> stating things. And I'm supposed to take it as fact. I feel like I've been like put away somewhere. And then I come back like, don't you understand You sound what like I went you through? lived in like a closed community. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and now it's now the new normal. You're just like, oh yeah, the weasels and the potato man and, and all the, the lambs. There's also a gravel man who steals... Well, she kept hearing someone creeping around the house all night and then my mom i think mom... you mentioned the gravel man before oh well yeah so my mom was staying there it turns out some neighbor was oh, like still stealing there? her fucking gravel i thought this was a story from forever oh no ago. this was very this recent still happening yes it was his birthday so wow <laughs> I, I don't know what to do anymore with all this information i'm very me neither that's why i'm throwing it in your <laughs> I'm face overcome with questions that i don't think i don't i don't even know if i want the answer. i literally went to therapy today and she's like it seems like you haven't processed anything that happened on the trip and i was like i did that intentionally if i had processed anything that was going on i don't think i would have survived i would have come back a different person completely so i'm like now everyone else gets to hear me rant and rave about it but well, sorry about the long intro. God really did a number on you, uh, <laughs> giving you that kind of life and then this kind of audience and just that's not a good making <laughs> so many people have to experience that, too. It's like a tornado, two it's things like a, coming together and an just, evil trick. It's really <laughs> evil is the right word. But like, I love that. Like my family, my mom's family, they're pretty crazy. My dad's family's pretty crazy. Um, and then both of them, my mom and dad, are the only ones from their families that, like, moved to the States. And I'm like, what are the fucking odds that these two people meet each other in the United States? They're like, I smell crazy. Yeah, they're like, oh, you escaped it, too. And but but let's let's create our crazy together bring, now. Yeah, let's bring some more into the world. Fun fact, somehow I can relate to all of this. Great. Because uh, while you were gone, I decided, I do, I mean no one's surprised at this point but in the middle of the night i make really bold decisions oh and uh, yeah that is true so i got a very expensive account to ancestry.com and <gasps> went bananagrams Stop it. on my ancestry wait tell me everything so i'm i'm actually like i think i found like my literal like i regularly get hobbies where i'm like oh this is gonna be my thing and then i never touch it again motivation from spending so much money and also like it's my it's family fascinating. i actually really can't 
go a day anymore without adding really? someone and trying to you figure it talk out to my mom she's a genealogist okay yeah she loves again another she's... thing i want to ask more about well no no but it's not that it's not that interesting but like oh. that's what she does for people like she helps them find like their, oh yeah, yeah i definitely want to talk to her then because interesting uh so i'm very proud of the i'm i'm just gonna say it this is not a direct at all relative to me this is through like a marriage through a marriage through a marriage sure but very distant i was able to find someone that somehow in some way related to me all the way back to 1480 what yeah. what it was very that's cool. the year my castle was built oh well <laughs> that now we have something in common that i did not know about i took a picture of the castle it was like 1480 and someone's like m's mind is gonna explode <laughs> Like literally, though. True. I mean, the fact that I have a relative from 1480, I know it. It literally had to happen for that's me to be insane. here. But <laughs> that's, that's really crazy. Um, but so yeah, that's my year my uncle's weapon was from to the 15th century. God so damn it, his cannon. Anyway, you have a lot to contribute. To. I w- no, I wonder if your relative had one of those. <laughs> Maybe it was the same one, actually. Oh, for God's sake. Uh, that's so cool that that's so long ago. Yeah. So I, it, I'm really trying to get as extensive as possible. So. We got a long episode ahead of us, so I'm going to try to keep this short, but we do have a family member. One thing that was really interesting to me is I've never known anything about my great-grandpa. Um, he was apparently a really, like, shitty person. On which side? Um, So my dad's dad's dad. Okay. Apparently he was just a garbage person. I've asked my grandpa a million times really? to, like, tell me anything about his childhood, and he just refuses to. Uh-oh. So I've known any... I've never known anything past his name. Sure. And so... The first time I like I got a high instantly because my big thing was like, I want to fucking figure out sure. anything about this person. And uh, I ended up finding out his dad's name and his dad's name. <sighs> and like I learned everything about the two of them the night I got the account. And I like started crying. I oh, didn't know. No. I didn't know like my ancestry could be so powerful. That's crazy. But I've wanted to know anything sure. for so long that when I just. What did you find out? I just found out that my great 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 grandpa's name was edward and i started fucking crying <gasps> but that's like so connected to like your yeah i don't know yourself i also found out i'm french <laughs> i my whole is that why you keep saying what the fuck do you keep kill surprise you've been saying that like all <laughs> every fucking time day. every time christine says something that's not surprising i ironically go kill surprise is this because you learned your french i think it might be <laughs> um but so i've always known on my dad's side well as far as I was told, we came here from the, we were part German, and the Irish part of us came here during the potato famine. Right. I found out that only one of my, I'm like so much, so much less Irish than I thought I was. Really? But I did find out that before me, I'm the fifth generation to live here, and every single person before me, including my parents, were all born in New York. Whoa! Every single, every single so one. So I was the first. So they like migrated and then stayed. Yeah. Everyone, wow. so everyone on both sides, I found, um... I found the ancestors on my dad's side and my mom's side <gasps> that all came to America. What? That's and so And they all came to New York. I, I thought, oh, 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 oh. Are you ready for the coolest part? No, tell me. Okay. One of my great grandmas yeah. came here yeah. on the Queen Mary. No. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. Are you kidding? I shit you not. <gasps> I've been wanting to tell you that for so oh, long. I forgot. My God, dude. Kelsey Freeze. <laughs> Holy crap! Is that not bananagrams? I'm sweating again. I'm sweating and it's not because there's no AC in here. Oh, fuck. <laughs> that is so cool. Isn't that super cool? Like, uh, to... <clears throat> did they go to New York? Yeah. Uh, oh, my they God. They came to New York. 
from that one came and from you've Wales. You've been on the same boat as your yeah great grandma. Oh yeah, for a Halloween event. Ugh, yeah. our souls aligned <laughs> for fake cobwebs and stuff. Um, but no, so I I found out that I truly am the f- the first in my immediate line to be born out of New York. Wow, like like away from New York? Yeah, I was born in New Jersey, so close. (laughs) You broke the chain. (laughs) But yeah, everyone's been born in either Queens or Brooklyn. That is so fascinating. What was their what were their jobs? I mean, I'm sorry, Uh, I'm gonna ask you a million questions later too. But like, what did uh, they do? I found out some really cool ones. Some some of them were security guards for a uh, for a meat factory. Stop it. Some of them. uh, Sold random items. One was like a watch salesman. Wow. One, I mean, it was super cool stuff. Wow! Yeah, wow, that is so cool, dude. And there's an ancestor of mine who I have been in touch with before, who's been obsessed with our ancestry and has spent at least hours a day every day for the last oh. twenty years. Oh my! But we're only through one family member, so he only knows so much about my this line. Stuff fascinates me. <clears throat> but my goal is to make my tree as extensive as possible, sure. even if someone's not directly related to me because through ancestry the more connections you make the more you can link to other people's trees so it's like if i add one random person even if it's my cousin's ex-wife's ex-husband or something at least i'll see how i'm connected to other people wow this is so interesting and a long intro but i know but it's (laughs) so cool anyway i love that stuff i love that stuff so much we'll talk about it okay we will because i want to know a lot more too but oh my god it's so fascinating (sighs) Well, thank you guys for listening. Bye. Bye. <laughs> and that's why we drink. It, it, it sure is. Um, do we just roll I into this now? guess we do now? our stories now, huh? By now, you've probably heard about Burrow, a new kind of furniture company known for timeless designs, durable materials, and details that make life in your space easier. Last year, they brought their expertise outside with the launch of their outdoor line, which I love, and now they're adding more must-have pieces to the collection. For example, Dunes offers seating, dining, and lounger options, while Scout is a new folding chair upholstered in a chic woven fabric. And I think I'm going to get two of those for the balcony. Blaze and I love to sit out there in the evenings after Leona goes to bed. And I love the idea of having a good-looking but also extremely useful and comfy place to sit outside. Made of durable materials made for all seasons, weather-resistant teak, stainless alloy, and quick-dry stain-resistant cushions with easy assembly and disassembly this is the perfect thing for your outdoor space they also just launched a new standing desk co-pilot with adjustable height a durable scratch resistant body with built-in storage to make working at home easier than ever i'm in the market for a new desk um so this is definitely going to be my next bookmark and of course there's burrow's legacy seating collections like the nomad and range now available in new colors and m and i that's like the only piece of furniture i think we actually share is our burrow sofa in the podcast department Love that thing. And that's why we drink listeners can get 15% off their first order at burrow.com slash drink. That's burrow, B-U-R-R-O-W dot com slash drink for 15% off. Burrow.com slash drink. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about 
an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure, you know, it'll work in your garden. Um, They have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac. And so I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. I always do, and I know you always tell me not to, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to apologize for the length of the story. Because this is probably the longest story I've ever covered. I'm going to try to do it as succinctly as possible. But this is probably the coolest story I've ever done. The only one I'm going to say is still the coolest is Operation Pegasus or Project Pegasus. I mean, that was next level. But I think this falls right under Project Pegasus. Yeah. There was literally a glint, a gleam in M's eye earlier when they came in and they were like, I'm excited about my story. There was like an aura about you. I tried so hard to make this smaller, yeah. but I just, there's so many things. It would be, I just tried to mention as much as I, mean, I could. based on this intro, like, we can't, we, I need to, like, just tell me all the things. Okay. And I will say I used just about every source I could find. The only thing that I didn't touch is there is an episode of Last Podcast on the left that I know is amazing and just didn't have time to listen to, yeah. but I bet it's great. So if you want to go listen I'm to sure that one. I'm sure Eva has listened to it. She's a big, <clears throat> how do you say it? it L- okay, I always say it El Pottle in my head. <laughs> so that's wrong. Okay, good to know. Good to know. So I use basically every source except that episode. But after we leave today, I'm probably going to go listen to it. So uh, Wait, what do you mean every source? Every source I could find oh, on that Google. Exists. Oh, I see. Documentaries. I, I, anything I could find, I tried to mention in this. Um, except that podcast. So... How do I just break into this? Okay, I'm amped. I'm going to close my computer and buckle up. <sighs> yeah, buckle up. And also, I said it before, and someone got really excited about it on Twitter. If you happen to be uh, on a road trip and we're hoping for a long episode, <laughs> congratulations, because you just got Here we go. It. Here we go. <clears throat> if you were hoping you could just blaze through this on your way to work, no. If you were hoping you would learn less about our families <laughs> and their psychosis. If you're still here, sorry. It's still, it gets longer. <laughs> so, uh, I actually, this was recommended to me. I feel like something must have recently just happened because three or four people tweeted this really? to me. Um, so you have gone heard. So I am going to cover the story of the Bridgewater Triangle. <gasps> What's that? <laughs> it sounds so familiar. So it's in Wait, Massachusetts. I'm so excited. What is this? It's, it's Eva knows it. Eva's dancing, so I think she knows. Either, or you're just or like a really good hype man. Oh. Or you're just really supportive. Uh, she is that too, I guess. So the Bridgewater Triangle... Let's just say it's fucking bananas. I've seen this too. I've seen t- tweets about like people tweeting about this at you too. Yeah. Yeah. And they, they've been heard. Wow. So I'm just going to dive right in because we have a lot to and fucking I have no here. idea what this is. So you're really teaching me from the beginning. Homie, your brain's going to explode. I'm telling you, I did so much research on this. M- my head hurts. I'm glad that we scheduled out like time to spend after this because I think we're going to need like unpacking Yeah, we're having time. a party after this. Yes. We already decided. Eva brought Halloween stuff already. I texted Allison and said I'm going to be home late, so like don't even stay up. I'm going to get weird at Christine's. <laughs> yeah, yes, correct. <laughs> it's already started. So, okay, let's just let's just do it. Let's so go. 
Bridgewater Triangle. It is one of the world's most diverse and concentrated areas of paranormal hotspots. What? How have I never heard of this? It's in Massachusetts. It's in southeast Massachusetts. It's 200 square miles and is it is the site of abnormally frequent and unexplained phenomena, including UFOs, ghostly encounters, cryptids, and cult activity. Shut up. Just as the most bare bones version just I can name make a it. few. Just to, just to <laughs> sprinkle in some samples. Fun fact, there's allegedly another place uh, like this in Vermont called the Bennington Triangle, but we are not going to get into that today. That's for another time if it's a big enough story. Okay, great. But just know it exists. Um, so if you were to look at a map of Southeast Massachusetts, the points of this triangle are in Abington, Rehoboth, and Freetown. Okay. Just for people who know what those towns are. Not me. Not me anymore. But fun fact, it has been nicknamed <laughs> New England's Mystery Zone. It's fun. Did a dad come up with that? It's a very it dad name. like it. The Mystery Zone. So the triangle borders were originally made in the 1970s by a cryptozoologist named Lauren Coleman, who's pretty big. Is it Lorne or Lauren? Loren. Oh, okay. L-O-R-E-N. Coleman. Got it. Um, oh, he, got it. Specific, he specifically talked about this in his book, Mystery America, in the 80s. Um, he's probably written other books, I imagine, but that book got mentioned a lot in all my research. <clears throat> so if you'd like to read it, it, I think I suggested. It sounds really juicy. He has... I think I, su- I, think I recommend I it. I haven't read it, but from the excerpts I've found, <laughs> it looks like a read. Uh, he has been quoted saying, I don't believe in the Bridgewater Triangle. I accept it as fact. So, Whoa! Here we go. Okay. Uh, and there's another quote from... Uh, I was There was a documentary I watched, which I'm going to mention later, and I highly suggest, called the Bridgewater Triangle. You can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. Uh, well, I will do that this evening. The quote is, for some reason, we keep talking about this region. It's all in this triangle, and we always get brought back to it. Wow. So basically, it's this massive supernatural magnet. All of these weird things happen to be in this weird triangle region. I didn't write this in my notes, but I it's still fresh in my head. Lauren Coleman, so he's the guy who basically, quote, created the triangle. Sure. Um, he moved to the area and realized there was a bunch of weird stuff going on in the Bridgewater area of Massachusetts. And so Bridgewater... The county lines show that there's Bridgewater, West Bridgewater, and East Bridgewater. Okay. So he was like, okay, so there's already a pattern of there being like maybe a triangle. Got it. Because there's already all this weird stuff happening in all these little spots where it all triangulates. And so he just kind of started broadening it and seeing all the reports coming in. <gasps> and he was like, oh, there's a fucking triangle of stuff going on here. Wow. Okay. So why is it so supernaturally magnetic? So a lot of people think that these that the land lies on a vortex. Yes. People have also said that the land it, this is very like Reddit cool. Like it sounds some, like something I want to research later. Uh, Reddit cool. Reddit cool. TM TM. <laughs> the land may be quote on a thin spot between realities. Yes, I love that. That's a thing that the Irish believe in uh, the thin places. Yeah, where they think that the two worlds where are much closer than in other places. It's fast. That's fascinating. Almost like soul ties. A thin place. I think soul ties are involved that? in that. Where like soul ties are like the people that you just fucking connect with immediately, and it's oh. like you're doppelgangers of sorts in the in a place next to you. Apparently, de- in a world where this is fact, the theory is that you you meet your soul ties next to your thin places where you're close <gasps> in the other world. 
So like if you met someone where you were like, we're fucking bonded, wherever you were when you guys met and had that instant connection. Farmer Bob's this, tractor. <laughs> we then was a thin place. Her doppelganger <laughs> was on a thin tractor somewhere else. So, uh, wow. Okay. So a lot of people think it could be something mystical like that. The most common theme is that, uh, it's actually a native curse that causes all of this. Okay. Um, leave it to us Americans I to, was say, to blame uh, steal land and then have just <laughs> then like be like, well, the Native Americans did it. It's like, exactly. well, what the fuck? Because <laughs> you're not supposed to be here anyway. So some think that the land uh, could actually have its own spirit too. A lot. Oh, of, cool. Apparently, in certain areas, like um, the jungle is supposed to have its own spirit, and okay, big areas are supposed to have their own energy. So they sure. think that maybe this land has its own energy. Some people in recent years have also argued that it's not actually a triangle. But it was a triangle in the 70s based on the only reports that they had back then. Oh. But as awareness and reports continue, the triangle starts stretching. Okay. And so it's actually becoming a bigger land than they actually it's thought. It's becoming a rhombus. <laughs> actually, it is becoming no! a rhombus. I'm not kidding. Oh, God, help me. <laughs> so there have been spots where they're like, yeah, so this land, it does fit in the triangle, but there's never reports here. So why is that in the triangle? And as it's starting to stretch, you're reali they're realizing that it's a little more elongated than wow. they thought. Wow. A lot of people have also called it a tentacle, where it's like not actually a shape at all, but it's just kind of spiraling. Oh, I see. It's almost like... It like spreads out, kind of. It's starting to just spread. Because Cre as people... That's creepy. Ten years ago, people didn't know what this triangle angle was and as they're becoming aware of it they're telling their stories and it's just becoming more and more hot spots outside of the triangle too so it's getting Holy to be a bigger spot crap. so most of the triangle not most of the triangle a lot of the triangle happens to be um if you're looking at the triangle the bottom right part of it is uh near the freetown fall river state forest which is the state forest between freetown and fall river okay <clears throat> if you couldn't figure that out and uh it's also known as the cursed forest oh dear because this forest falls right directly into uh -huh. one of the corners one of the three corners and in this forest has been various accounts of death cult activity and there are various eerie landmarks so we're gonna start Ooh, there okay i do need some water though i'm starting to do some coughing i'll just take this little guy hold on <laughs> Oh, yeah. Crack open a cold one. Yeah. I keep thinking I'm just drinking beer, but it's literally... It's root beer. It's, You're not wrong. But it looks like a beer bottle, and so it keeps throwing me off big time. I'm like, I finally did it. Here's the thing. I went to BevMo to bring Christine Eva wine, so I wanted to get myself something, and I wanted cheer wine, but they were out. Oh, so no. then I went to my second go-to, which is cream soda, and they were out of that. So no! now, I'm, now I'm done root beer. Damn, BevMo. Letting them down. <clears throat> I know. So, eerie landmarks. <laughs> right. Back to that. <laughs> Uh, so the epicenter of the triangle, let's focus on that because that's where like the Please. most shit is coming out of, is a swamp. Oh yes, let's let's go there. Okay. And it was used by the Wampanoag tribe. Uh huh. It is about five thousand acres. It is the largest freshwater swamp in Massachusetts and one of the largest swamps in all of the Northeast. Wow. Um, human artifacts here have dated back to nine thousand years ago. Oh my God. So it. Uh, that blows, that blows both of our findings and castles out of the freaking so, water. So, like, year negative 7,000. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I feel like M, my head's exploding. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, somehow my brain explodes less to this, but starting back at the year 300 AD, mm -hmm. through colonial times, so from 300 wow. to colonial times, the natives uh, in the area used the swamp for food and also for sacred burial grounds. Okay. <laughs> 
we can see where this is going. Uh oh. So the Wampanoags actually they worshipped and feared the swamp at the same time because sure. they believed that Hakamok, which was the uh, deity of death and disease, lived in the swamp. Oh wow. Okay. So they were they avoided the swamp completely after dark because they thought that was where the like god of I death lived. I mean, I think lived. that's pretty smart too. Yeah. A lot of them were even afraid to hunt or fish there during the really? day. Really. Um, but so they named the swamp after Hockamock. So it's Hockamock Swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, to the, the natives, it translated to place where spirits dwell. Ooh. But colonial settlers, a.k.a. American <laughs> white male white assholes, <laughs> uh, they called it the Devil's Swamp. Because oh, sure. they, they heard that the God of Death. So that's not a it hard translation. It does have a catchy name. Yeah. So the 17th century rolls around. And during uh, King Philip's War, a.k.a. the First Indian War... Which I don't know if we would call it, whatever you yeah, know. Yeah, according historically to speaking. <laughs> historically speaking, the first Indian War, sure, also known as King Philip's War, um, the swamp was also used as a fortress against colonial settlers. Oh, interesting. So this threw me off until I actually started trying to pay attention. King Philip is uh, actually one of the natives. It was his Americanized English name. Really? So he is. Ah. He also goes by Chief Metacomet. Okay. Um, I also saw in some books that it or books. I did not read fucking books. Um, <laughs> and so I was about to choke on my water. I was like, you went to the library in some articles. Uh, <laughs> he was called chief Metacom instead of Metacomet. So okay. I don't know the difference, but I called him chief Metacomet. Okay. Um, he's also King Philip. He led, that, okay, that's he led his tribe to rebel against colonial settlers um, he was killed and his head was actually put on a pike, oh, like on. in the old days, like yeah. put a head on a spear and yeah. serve as a warning to others. Sure. So his head was put on a pike in Plymouth Colony, which was the area, that was what it was called at the time. Um, and it sat there for 20 years as like oh, a, my God. a warning to the natives ew, of ew, ew, don't ew, mess ew, with ew. shitty white people. <laughs> so. Oh God. We'll come into your swamp. Right. So then King, so King Philip's war to this day. Is the bloodiest war per capita in U.S. history. Wait, sorry, what? Are you serious? Per capita, the bloodiest war in our history. Wow, so it was just a full massacre. 5% of all of the New Englanders' population died. Holy crap. Uh, f- only 500 colon- c- colonial settlers died, and 3,000 Wampanoag uh, men, women, and children, <sighs> including innocent ones, were all killed and or sold into slavery. Oh, good. Um, Super. Also during the war, so this is another thing that I don't want to skip over, but I also don't know a lot about, so excuse my ignorance, but uh, the tribe had something called a wampum belt, which apparently it was like etchings and beads that they wrote out basically their tribe's history. Oh, cool. And it represented like the unity of five tribes all being there for each other. It was a, it was a really like revered object. Sure. And during uh, this war, the belt was lost slash stolen. Sure. And that further pissed off the tribes. And basically when uh, the chief surrendered, he all, he was beheaded. The land was stolen. The belt was stolen. Oh. And the swamp was deemed worthless. And they tried <sighs> to drain it for farmland. Oh. So just white people being terrible. Oh. Um, the natives cursed the land as they should. Oh, yeah. And they basically said, until the land, uh, the land will not go back to normal until it ha- is back to its rightful owners. Wow. So basically, it's cursed for fucking never. Well, and they already believed that the swamp was, had like a... Yeah, it was already... There dangerous was, presence. The god of death was there. And then 
American quote Americans tried to drain the tried to come in and just drain the swamp and piss off basically the devil. Um, So here's a quote from the documentary. The best evidence that there's something very unusual happening in this area is the consistent constant reports from people in the swamp. Okay. So. Wow. Since then, I've just mentioned the forest and I mentioned the swamp. Another um, eerie landmark that we will be talking about is called the Dighton Rock, which is a 40-ton boulder. Whoa. It was originally uh, across from one of the burial grounds on the river. In the 1950s, it was removed from the river and placed on shore, and a museum was built near it, because this rock is pretty fucking bananas. (laughs) On one side of the Dighton Rock are ancient carvings, inscriptions, and hieroglyphics that archaeologists to this day cannot decipher. (gasps) Now, now we're talking. There are mysterious drawings of people, animals, symbols, geometric shapes, and cryptic writing from multiple time periods and multiple cultures. Yes. Holy crap. Holy crap. So it seems to be, I like this quote a lot. It seems to be a quote, mishmash of cultures. Yes. um, Because there are paleolithic paintings, Roman letters, modern etchings, all the way up to the most recent thing that had been carved into this, which was a signature in the 1920s from a guy named Jesse. Um, Jesse, goddamn it! So it goes from like, <laughs> like the cavemen all the yeah, way to Jesse. Jesse, and um, then it stops. It stops at Jesse. It stops at Jesse. <laughs> it always does. It always does. So the belief in the 1700s was that this came from that all these carvings came from Phoenicians. They also came from, uh, or that the Phoenicians actually carved in images from their past, present, and future to warn us. Oh dear. Um, other arguments since then have been that they were Native Americans, Vikings, Portuguese explorers. They actually think it could have also been several explorers that were trying to write in a language they didn't know. So it might be like broken language oh, of whatever culture they were trying to assimilate with. Sure. And my favorite is another argument is that's just colonial graffiti. <laughs> Sorry, that was really loud. I can't even imagine what <laughs> colonial graffiti is, but I like to think like, colonial people trying to like sext or something like oh god like a dick pic in the colonial years or like so-and-so is a witch right exactly (laughs) gossiping so there are there's one quote from 1690 which breaks my brain Uh from reverend cotton mather oh yeah i know that guy so he talked about the rock and he this is uh, a, a quote from him trying to describe the rock to other people yeah among the other curiosities of New England, one is that of a mighty rock. There are very deep engravings. No man alive knows how or when the lines filled with strange characters, which would suggest odd thoughts that they were here before us. How odd that people were here before us. Wow. <laughs> or that... That, no, like that before human civilization. Oh, before us. Like before us. Oh, dear God. Okay. Wow. Uh, I thought they meant like before the settlers. I was like, wow, what a, what a thought. <laughs> Novel. <laughs> wow, so, that uh, is crazy. Then there's also Profile Rock slash, apparently it's called Joshua's Mountain sometimes. It's a 50 foot high rock that has a striking likeness to a human face, which I can confirm because I saw pictures of it. Really? And it looks like a fucking human face. Um, it's said to be Chief Massasoit, who is Chief Medicom slash King Philip's dad. Oh, okay. Interesting. Um, That's cool. It was sacred to the tribe. Uh, It was apparently where the belt was stolen. No way. Um, So there is a lot of paranormal reports there of glowing lights, voices, and an apparition on the rock of someone with crossed legs and outstretched arms. (gasps) As if meditating. Oh, wow. Okay. In the documentary, this fucking got me. 
So in the documentary, there's someone talking about like, oh, the ghosts at Profile Rock and trying to talk about the history of the, the belt being stolen there and how all of this happened. Like, yeah, they stole our land, but once they stole our belts, like that was fucking it. Mm -hmm. They cursed this land. Mm -hmm. And this expert was saying, this was his quote, things in the forest won't be right until the wampum belt is returned. And as he said that, all of the equipment that was filming him in the documentary shuts off. No. And then it like flashes on by itself. And then they tell the interviewer, they were saying like, just so you know, when you said that all of a sudden, like our lights and audio all went out. And so he starts laughing uncomfortably and goes, oh shit. Well, just so you know, we hear your message. If I could return it, I yeah. would. And all the lights shut off again. I have chills. And dude. stay off. Dude. So like you just see him sitting in the dark. You can see and it. And you can hear, oh, like, the God. whole crew, like, fr like doing that weird laugh where they're like... <laughs> they're like, this is great for the movie, but... Uh... <laughs> exactly. So... Wow. That fucking got me. And also, everywhere else besides that documentary, nowhere did that get mentioned. So I'm glad I watched this documentary because sure. I wouldn't have known that. About the belt? That, like, that whole experience of, like, the interviewer talking oh, about it that whole and thing, a yeah. spirit, like, reacting or intelligently sure. responding. That didn't get mentioned anywhere, so... Really? Yeah. Well, it's mentioned now because it now. deserves a mention. So and the last landmark I'm going to mention is Solitude Stone. Oh, that sounds scary. Sometimes called Suicide Stone. Oh, I thought maybe that's what was happening. It's in West Bridgewater next to a bridge by the water. Sure. Maybe that's why the town's called Bridgewater. No. And the stone itself was actually found in 1916 by accident because there was a missing person that people were searching for and oh. they found her dead body by the stone. Oh, fuck. So this stone, it had been hidden for almost 100 years under moss and overgrowth. But when they took it, everything off of it, it is like a perfectly clean slab with a hundred with a 150 year inscription carved no. into it. It's like super eerie, especially watching it on in the documentary, because they were like, we would have never known about this in this area. That's allegedly really creepy. Yeah, we would have never known unless a dead body led us to it. What's the inscription? So. It was maybe, they don't really know who wrote it, but their guess is that it was written by Reverend Timothy Otis Payne, who was part of the New Church of Jerusalem. And okay. apparently the New Church of Jerusalem was the sect whose philosophies allegedly inspired Freemasonry. Whoa. Um, so the inscription itself says, it's kind of like a poem -y. All ye who in future days walk by Nucatesset stream, love not him who hummed his lay, cheerful to the parting beam. But the beauty that he wooed in this quiet solitude. Whoa. Oh, God. I don't fucking know what that means. Oh, God. But it sounds creepy it sounds enough. sounds spooky. <laughs> if someone read that to me at night in a haunted-ass region of Massachusetts, I'd be scared. I'm going to read that to you tonight. Good. So uh, that's all the landmarks. Now we're going to get into the crime area of this. I know I'm, like, riding your coattails for a second, but Do hang it. in there. Come with me. So let's talk about cults. I was waiting for this. <laughs> so... Uh, let's start with animal mutilations. No, Casual. actually, no. Uh, so the police have been called uh, multiple times to investigate, especially in the late 1990s. There was a series of animal mutilations on cattle. Mm. There was a cow that was found butchered in the woods. And then only a year later, a group of a dozen calves were found mutilated oh, with their blood on. drained from them. What completely. Is wrong with people? Completely drained. Trails in the woods have been found with bloodstains and oddly arranged body parts of animals. For fuck's sake. And even in the 80s, pet cemeteries were closed in the area because so many graves were being exhumed. Oh, no. Because people were stealing previous pets' body parts. Can you imagine? And drinking from their skulls. 
What is the matter with people? Apparently there was a group of teenagers who got caught. They were asked, what the fuck are you doing? You're literally the documentary is showing images of this cemetery. And there's like a gravestone for like mittens and stop it. Like horrific. Horrific. One of the kids, they asked, why are you doing this? And he was like, oh, I thought I'd be more powerful if I drank from its skull. For God's sake. (laughs) What on earth is wrong with you? What is wrong with teens? So that leads into suggesting that there was a an influx in the 70s, 80s, all the way into the 90s of more and more cult activity in the area. And it was essentially an initiation process into these cults. Uh, that is the theory. That Leave the animal. The animals didn't do anything to you. Leave them alone. Allegedly, your initiation is you dig up a body, do something with its body, drink something from its body, and then you are part of the cult. Sure. So, uh, also there's a local hospital nearby and, um... Here's another creepy part. There's actually uh, not next not next to the hospital. There's a local hospital, comma. There's also an actual underground bunker in the forest that have, has been used for rituals. What? So there's a hospital in the area that was used for rituals in like the 60s and 70s. And then the 80s and 90s, there was this underground bunker in the forest. Oh, no, I don't like that. But this documentary actually found the, the location no, I, too. I don't like that. In the 80s, one guy actually... One guy reported this, and then in the documentary, they were able to get in contact with other people who also experienced this. But multiple witnesses reported trespassers in the 80s um, walking through the woods at night in black robes. No. One time, the police found uh, started looking around in a shack. One guy said, like, hey, there's a bunch of people, like, breaking into my shack. <laughs> like, And they're, like, Ugh, in black robes. Not again. The police found a large pentagram on the ground and carefully placed stones. Mm-mm. They took them for evidence. And when the authorities came back for a follow-up the next day, a new pentagram and stones had been put back precisely where the last ones were. Oh, God. Uh, This could potentially be connected to the, quote, Fall River cult killings, which were happening during the same period, which I know nothing about. So by all means, please handle that. I've heard of it, but I don't know anything about it. And Satanists and cultists are said to favor this location, one, because it's remote and hidden, two, because since it has such a notoriety for dark energy, they think they can tap into its power. It's a thin place. It's a thin place. Oh, God, that's so spooky, dude. I need to remember that. Fall River cult Cult killings. killings. Yep. Also, uh, since the forest is so close to the road, not only are cultists taking, uh, making use of this area, but so are murderers because they're able to dump bodies and then take off. Fantastic. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about murder. Oh, let's do it. Um, I'm gonna do my best to not step on your toes and keep this quick. No, no. Tell me everything. So, uh, the most famous murder that happened in these woods was in 1978 with a girl, uh, a murder victim named Mary Lou Aruda. She went missing and her body was found two months later. Her body had been beaten and tied to a tree in the standing position while still alive. No, 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 So when she passed out from the pain, her own body weight forced her neck into the rope and she died of asphyxiation. All right. Um, Her killer was found and sentenced for life. Fun fact. Good. I mean, good. Uh, There's also something called the Ice Shack Murders, which is bananas. What is happening? They call it the Ice Shack because apparently the building was originally built in the 40s for ice logging. Sure. So... However, that building ended up getting used for illegal activities, especially used by pimp. Pimp. I don't know if that's the right word anymore. I think it is. We looked it up, remember? Pimp slash cult leader Carl Drew, who liked to kill sex workers there. Fantastic. He apparently used his cult leadership to control sex workers and threatened them with human sacrifice if they didn't do their part. That's like next level shit. Like That's not even I'll kill you. It's I'll sacrifice you to the devil if you don't do what I want. That's like next level. In 1979, he killed two sex workers, one named Donna, and then a couple weeks later, one named Barbara. Oh, God. 
The cops knew something was up and they went undercover, no. joined the cult. No. And then saw the rituals happening and they were like, absolutely, someone fucking died here. Someone's responsible for these deaths. And one of the sex workers named Karen ended up admitting to them that Carl and his like, you know how with Nexium there was the guy and then the girl from Smallville was like his assistant, yes. but also in the cult. Like the, the right hand man or the right hand yeah. person. So there was a right hand sex worker. Um, it was basically, this was a, a cult ring of sex workers all led by him. The and cult they leader were like slash brainwashed pimp. into this. Yes. Sure. So I'm not saying sex workers are cultists. That is not what I'm saying. No. Conveniently, fact, there's a ring of people who all happen to be in sex work. Well, that seems like that was part of his whole spiel. It sounds like he's threatening them into sex work. I don't think any of them actually were volunteering originally. Sure. Okay. Um, from what I've seen, I don't know any better. Please don't sue me. So, um, <laughs> too late. I already called my lawyer. So who's my lawyer? I know. <laughs> so, uh, a sex worker named Karen admitted to them that Carl and his right hand woman slash sex worker sure. named Robin assisted in helping him kill oh, Donna and God. Barbara. Okay. Oh God. So Karen was supposed to meet up with the cops later. Um, oh no to have a follow-up interview and she never showed oh no 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 uh basically here's what happened the cops found skull fragments and some clothing in the forest of the first two murders sure um and karen ended up this is what i got from one article and i'm rolling with it because it sounds horrific and i want to make sure that like i put in all the information yeah so uh karen told cops later carl and robin did it this is what happened to them because the cops were like, we only found skull fragments and clothing. We know something happened, but we don't know what right. Karen was like, this is what fucking happened. Apparently, uh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. Her fingernails were ripped out while she was alive. Oh my God. So was her hair. Oh my God. Um, sorry. I feel like before I say this, uh, so Karen was supposed to come in for a follow-up interview and this is what happened to her. Right. Okay. Yeah. I feel like I made things confusing. No, earlier, no, no. So I'm just gonna... I, I, no, I got you. So the fingernail thing, we're, we've passed that. Yeah. And then Em's brain does not enjoy that one She bit. also got beaten over the head with stones. Ugh. Carl broke her neck. Oh, my God. Then cut off her head. Oh, my God. And then he, along with the other cult members, kicked it around for a while. <sighs> what? Um, removed her fingers, and then a large X was carved into her chest. Holy crap. Allegedly. Okay. Only one article said that, but if that is what happened, people need to if know what happened. If that's not what happened, then whoever wrote this article is fucked up Yeah, in the someone head. had even worse ideas, yeah. apparently. So, uh, let's talk about that un underground bunker I talked let's, about a while ago. So, the location like had been lost because so many urban legends were scattered that people had created their own locations for sure. it. Plus, because there are so many abandoned like ranger stations and cabins in these oh, woods creepy. and in these swamps. Everyone was like, oh, that's the one, it's that's the one. one, that's the sure. one. So eventually, just through the grapevine, people couldn't find it. Yeah. This documentary ended up finding the location. They did not release it, but they did say they found it. Um, they had people who they got the information from bring them there and talk about what they had seen when they were like teenagers and exploring and oh. found stuff. Apparently, in this bunker, there was a massive pentagram on the ground. There were dolls everywhere with their heads cut off. Oh. There was a little chair that, oh, oh. like for a toddler. Oh, no, 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 no. And there were two cots next to a fire pit, and the walls had satanic graffiti. Fuck. So this opens ideas for the... It wasn't just satanic cults. There was also child abuse and uh, molestation right, happening because right. 
it looked like it was a prison cell for a child before a ritual. What in the world? Um, there were also several murders in the forest. Um, the last three that we know of were in 1987 when a homeless man was mistaken for an undercover cop and killed. Oh, my God. And in 2001, two men were killed with several gunshot wounds on the path in the woods. As of recently, in 2016, they also found wires stretched across trees on the trails. Oh, no. To catch off-road bike riders across the neck and decapitate them. That kills you. So those were planted only like three years ago in those woods. weirdly one of my biggest fears because when I was younger that happened, I think in like France or Germany or somewhere, there was a guy who did that and killed a bunch of people who were just families out on a bike ride and like, it's really freaking scary. So that's a real thing. Uh, as of three years ago, at least. Yeah. Um, many locations in the Triangle don't just have crime. Uh, we're done with their murder and the really horrific stuff now. Um, until my story. <laughs> until your story. They don't just have crime, but they are also known for urban legends and ghostly activities. So let's wean into that. Let's do that part. Let's segue into that. Let's segue right in. So the biggest legend in these woods, and even experts say, like, we agree that a lot of weird shit is going on, but this one is probably a legend that has been spread amongst teenagers in the area. Probably sure. not likely. The biggest, least likely thing to have happened in these woods, sadly, is a redheaded hitchhiker off of Route 44 in Rehoboth. Apparently, late at night, he will show up on the roadside. He will mess with your radio signals, which oh. could just be interference because you're in the woods. Sure. Um... Apparently, if you have three people sitting in the car, he will just appear in the fourth seat. Forget it. Forget it. He'll disappear from the road and suddenly enter your car and then disappear once you've seen him in your rearview mirror. Oh, and then crash into a guardrail. And just scream the whole way to hell. Uh Um, (laughs) If you pull up to the city limit line, apparently if you stop the car, honk three times and turn your lights on, he'll appear in front of your car. And there's another urban legend in Freetown that there is a, although this one, it seems to have a little more gravity to it. Um, apparently in Freetown, there is a phantom truck driver that many people like swear that th- there's a phantom truck driver that drives across Copacut, Copacut Road. He aggressively drives and honks his horn at you and runs you off the road oh, God. and will follow you until he runs you off the road and then when you swerve off and try to look at the car, it's gone. Oh God! Um, and not because it's like it's in the it's right. in the sunset. It's, it's like fucking vanished. gone. Um, there's another report that someone looked. This one is off the road, but this is a very creepy ghost story that someone reported. Someone looked in an old window and saw a quote small black thing that looked like a little person hanging on a wall. Oh, what? And then it disintegrated into mist and flew towards him uh. while he heard a, quote, weird screeching pig-like noise. Okay. That's it. Uh, uh-uh. <laughs> then there are reports of hearing voices near the swamp and sounds of people walking through it, even though it's too thick. So there ideally is nobody in the swamp, but you hear someone waiting around in no, there. Thank you. Nearby is also, and also in the, in the region is um, Palmer River Burial Ground. Here's some of the things people have experienced in this cemetery. There is a vaporous cloud that moves about on its own and it illuminates itself. So even if it's pitch black out, it's not like like, see it. Yeah. It's not like you're seeing it because there's a streetlight somewhere else. It's glowing within itself. Oh, great. There's also a story of a little kid sitting in a costume on a brick wall. He gets up and runs away when you see him. And everyone reports that his arms and legs look like they're broken because... 
his limbs move differently when he runs. He doesn't look like he's in pain. His limbs just look weird. Wow. Um, and he's in a costume? And he's in a costume. Oh, sweet baby. But apparently, before you say sweet baby, people think that he is a sinister okay, spirit. Okay, I don't like that. I just regretted everything that I said. I he don't apparently want, I don't want will it. sometimes look you in the eyes and ask you to never leave uh, uh, and stay and play with him. Uh, okay, and think about this, which is just with his freaking br- me out. Like, <laughs> limbs just like... <laughs> Like inflatable tube men. Yeah, like you. Uh, and your tarantula legs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but seriously, like the thought, like maybe it's something trying to impersonate a child, but I can't quite get it right. And that's why the limbs oh, don't Oh, I move. hadn't even thought of that's that. That's like the first thing. Because when I said, oh, poor thing. And then you were like, but it might be impersonating. I don't like it. I hadn't even thought of that. Like it's not getting it totally right. Exactly. Like there's Ugh. something off about it. Ugh. Okay, forget That's it. That's almost like black eyed children. Like yes. there's something kind of off. Like you're like, there's like something eating there. ketchup on an apple yeah. or something. <laughs> And also the fact that they don't have pupils, but yeah, also the apple <laughs> thing. <laughs> uh, there is a, quote, woman in white who has been seen hovering around the gravestones. There's a man seen in dark clothing that people have just named randomly Ephraim. Oh, sh- sure. He's apparently in solid human form, so people think he's a real person at first. Um, like, you can't see through him. Wow. Uh, he wears 19th century attire, but he has been known to... When you do see him, he's punching the ground angrily and crying. Oh, my God. There's also a colonial soldier that walks along the tombstones and touches them before he fades away. Wow. And super duper creepy, there is a uh, EVP of a woman that I've listened to and can can confirm it is the creepiest thing on earth. Oh, no. A woman singing as if she's dancing, like, la, 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 la. But you can hear it so clearly. And there was a whole team around. They were like, there was no ambient sound. There's no reason for that to be there. Oh, no, thanks. What do you? Okay, sorry. Are there more? On a a separate investigation, there was in the same place, someone else also got an EVP of a woman singing a tavern song. So I think it's the same person. (sighs) And she's now known as the singing lady of Palmer River. she's having fun. She's not. Look, you got to kill the time. You got to do something. Yep. Um, Do you think, I don't know, this is probably a dumb question. Do you think that the spirits like can see each other like do you think they like i like to think so because like if one's just walk because you know how there are different types of spirits like or hauntings yeah. and like one's just a, kind of an image what's that called um, well there's like residual residual and intelligent right so i wonder if those interact at all or if those are totally separate i wonder if all the intelligent ones can see each other but imagine if you're a ghost and you can't see other ghosts that died 300 years before you like, what if you're always haunted by ghosts that didn't make, that are, like, older than you? Yeah, how, because there would be a lot of ghosts. If or all imagine people... going to a graveyard with a bunch of people in, like, different, like, different yeah, time right. period like clothing. Like, the colonial guy and then the kid in a costume and then, I mean. Imagine how chaotic a conversation between someone from, like, the 1400s and today uh-huh. as ghosts would be. They'd be like, no, man, like, gay people can get married. Yeah, it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, you don't get it. And then and this lady. would be like, what's a gay person? And then this lady's <laughs> just singing the whole time and you're like, please. Yeah. Shut up. We're trying to have a conversation about gay rights in this cemetery. I don't, I, I can't wrap my brain around any of this anyway. I, listen, if I go first, I'll let you know. Uh, Please? Via, via something. I haven't decided yet. You probably burp in my ear. So, uh, Palmer River is still the burial ground that I'm talking about. Uh, people have also seen lights and phantom fires. Apparently, oh. there's also a sad man dressed in black walking around, and then he just disappears. I don't like sad ghosts. No, those are the ones I it's feel the most depressing. upset for. Yeah. Apparently, the state hospital that happens to be in the triangle called, called the Taunton State Hospital. Um, this is the hospital where allegedly there were um, 
some cultish sure. things happening there. Visitors report feeling their shoulders and legs being touched and pulled there. Oh, God. Apparently in the area, this story is going to get you good. So apparently in the area, there used to be 13 one-room schoolhouses, which, by the way, fascinate me. I would give anything to, like, see a one-room schoolhouse. There was an old schoolhouse in Austria where, and nobody wanted to go in it with me. I and a, would have wanted to sleep I in there. I was so pissed. I was like, somebody in Blaze was like, forget about it. It's just something I have I have no understanding of. And it said, like, built, it was like, the newer building was built in, like, 1909 or something. So it was, like, not that old, but I was still, like... Old enough that I can't abandoned. relate to it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. We'll go, we'll go back. I used to think in a past life, I totally was, like, the coolest kid in the one-room schoolhouse. You oh, know? I was like, definitely not. Coolest so. of ten. So, <laughs> a lot of so competition. My so my dream. Um, so, there were 13 schoolhouses in the area. One of them still stands um, as a museum. It was built in the 1840s. That's cool. It was used until the 1930s. And apparently people uh, have reported voices and general creepy feelings. My favorite story of this is that a woman went to visit the area, thinking maybe the museum was open. Uh, she looked in, she looked around, and it looked like it was closed, but the shutters were open, so she went to go look through the window, and she saw a school mom no. and a whole class of children in the middle of a session. So she was like, oh, that's a reenactment. Yeah, they're doing it. Oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. So she went to go inside, but the door was locked, and the building was seemingly closed all the lights were off etc so she went to look back in the window and when she went to look back in the window the whole classroom was still there all the kids were still there and the teacher was still there but staring at her <laughs> no stared at her for a while no and, and she's then, like let me in and they're just like no stared at her like i think in like a way like you can fucking see me kind of staring holy shit and then her and all of the children faded away together and that makes me wonder back then if they saw something and they were like, did you guys see that? Right. Like saw a person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. If it like crossed paths somehow, like wires crossing. Then place, man. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, my God. That is so fucking creepy, dude. Apparently there were also. So this was in like the Bridgewater area. They then did a segment in the documentary about a lot of different hauntings that happen in that area specifically, not just the triangle, but in the actual region of Bridgewater. Yeah. It just sounds like house after house after house has wild stories. And they even had, they showed an EVP that was really cool that they were, there was an investigative team um, that was setting up for the night. And as they're talking, they clearly don't hear it, but the EVP, EVP picked it up. It's not faint at all. They would have noticed if they fucking heard it. Sure. It's a full blown gunshot. Whoa. Like, like like holy right over their conversation they're just talking like they didn't even recognize it wow and sh and the person was talking about like oh i just went into this person's room <laughs> might have been that person's room and they were like get the fuck out of my place yeah yeah anyway thought that was cool apparently there's also a ghost named george at bridgewater state university who i didn't even get to read about but he was mentioned there's an antique shop in the area that has like a man that just walks literally through the door every day oh my god so like this whole town is just haunted haunted oh my god so the specific hauntings i want to talk about right now are the rock the landmark hauntings the ones that i brought about earlier yes all right so here's the shit that's been going on on those um so profile rock the one that looks like an obvious uh -huh. face and uh, was like the dad of... where the belt was stolen okay and when they were talking about the belt then all the equipment went out in the yes, documentary yes 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 
So it's Profile Rock. People have seen native warriors dancing there. They've also heard <gasps> natives singing and shouting. Wow. Apparently, there's a rock nearby called Anawan Rock, which is named after Chief Anawan, who's the one who surrendered himself to the colonists and allowed himself to die in order to end <gasps> King Philip's war. Wow. He was apparently the one that they stole the belt from. Great. So the legend obviously says that native spirits haunt the area. People have seen Anawan himself. They've seen him in uh, black, black and white. Oh, weird. And he's see-through. But when you see him, your eyes meet and you can, like, you know he can see you. What? Like, it, there's a connection. It's not just seeing someone. It's that he wants you to know he sees you back. And then he just fades away. You have given me, I have, like, the sixth time chills right now. Like, this is just not ending. Well, it keeps going. So, oh, my God. then there are spectral fires. Apparently, people just randomly see and smell smoke. Oh, my God. They've also seen massive bonfires that worry them about, like, the whole forest sure. is going to catch on fucking fire. Um, that just disappear and well, reappear right, and every time you look back. that's not something you can, like, accidentally imagine, you miss. right? Like, there have been stories where, like, you see a fire, you drive up to it, and, like, like you see it across the water drive around to the area and there's no fire there no ashes no footprint no sign someone was there no, no smell of old fire uh-uh. and then you drive back to the original place and from across the water no. you can see it again things like that holy shit uh some people have even taken pictures in the area and when there was nothing going on in the environment to have caused this in the picture when the pictures are developed there's obvious bursts of smoke behind you <gasps> as if a fire is starting cool um, one guy was actually scared off in the area because he was by himself and heard a loud, angry man shouting, Iutash, Iutash, which apparently is Algonquin for stand up and fight. <gasps> oh my God. Also, so Dighton, I like to think he didn't sp- like know Algonquin and then he like, he looked it up later and found out. No, thank you. Yeah. That's what's spooky. Yeah. I don't think he spoke Algonquin. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. Some I don't know. I don't do. know. You're right. You're right. Someone did to be able Someone to say did. that. Fuck, dude, that is spooky. So uh, where Dighton Rock is, the one with the creepy carvings? Sure. The mysterious hieroglyphics? With Jesse's name on it? Jesse. Jesse's Rock is what we should call it. God damn it. Uh, So when that rock was found, archaeologists started looking around there and excavated the area. So this, uh, not the actual rock itself, but on the island that it was found on. Got it. It was near this place called Grassy Island, and archaeologists went to go excavate Grassy Island, which happened to be next to Dighton Rock. Got it. So they were digging up around Grassy Island, which is a burial ground, by the way. Great. Found ancient human remains. And then there's this stuff called red okra, which is like clay that just sediments onto old bodies in the area. Apparently, when they dug up the human remains, as they saw it for the first time, the red okra covering the skeletons bubbled and boiled and then dissolved away. What? Several, like, skeptical, logical archaeologists. Like, archaeologists actual educated scientists. Are like, we saw this shit literally boil, like, in a creepy, mystical way, never to be seen again. And every picture that they took on that excavation could not be developed. No. Yeah. And by the way, these people have, like, done this before. It's not like yeah. this is their first time digging something up. So then that actually inspired other people to be freaked out because they were, like... Like, people who don't believe in this stuff exactly. are saying that this is the You're creepiest thing. You're supposed to be the ones, like, calming us down. Yeah. yeah. So there's also a quarry in the triangle called Asinet Ledge, which is also just known as The Ledge, which is an alleged hotspot for Satanists and cults. Yay! Oh, and around it is a weirdly large amount of abandoned cars. What? Because a lot of people drive up to look at The Ledge <gasps> and then out of oh. nowhere have an instantaneous, urgent unshakable desire to jump. jump 
So a lot of cars get abandoned there. Holy Unplanned. So a lot of people think, oh, I won't. I won't. I'll drive my car away. And then they don't. So what the frick? They don't know if that's because of the the land being cursed or because there was some occult activity going on there that like sure. a spirit talks to there you or whatever. There's actually a word for that. Like the urge that you feel when you're on a ledge to jump off. There's like a word oh, really? for that. Isn't that the Poe effect or something? Oh, maybe that's. I feel like we've talked about this. I think you're right. I think the Poe effect is when like you're aware of how like I could kill you right now. Exactly. I won't. But like I'm aware. But that like you could kill me. Right. That like awareness of like I could jump off this ledge. Yeah. Or I could like push if you're you off like this if you're ledge. cutting vegetables and you're like I could fucking stab myself in the stomach. Exactly. Right now. Like if I just fucking wanted to, all it would take is one decision. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. And there I is, only like... remember that because a, a friend who I'm not friends with anymore, and not because of this, we just fell out of touch. But I remember we were driving on a windy road without like a barrier one time. And he was like, you know, if I just like sneezed and like turned the wheel, <laughs> I was like, what on? What are you talking no, about? Get me out. Don't fucking sneeze. I don't think I ever got in a car with that person again. Yeah. I, well, I don't blame you. <laughs> but, uh, God damn but, it. And then I remember him being like, oh yeah, that's the Poe effect. And I was like, I will never forget this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Good. So <laughs> he's like, God. Okay. So in the quarry is the ledge. Um, and in a bunch of abandoned cars, common place for suicides, but people don't really plan on going there to jump. It just happens. They oh. all report this feeling of dread and desire to die. No. And there's apparently a regular ghost there called the lady on the ledge who is seen in white jumping. And when you go to try to help her or look from the side to see if she survives, she vanishes in thin air. Jesus. Yeah, can you imagine how scary, traumatizing that must be to see someone j- about to jump and you're like, I need to save that like, person's life? Like, that's not life. a funny prank with no. ghosts. Like, yeah. <laughs> I thought right. I was responsible for not saving God him. God damn. There's also um, a guy named John Brightman, who's part of the New England Paranormal Research Group, who actually experienced this but survived. He didn't jump. He just felt it and left. And he says that he broke down and he was on top of the ledge because later on he had the realization that he could hear a spirit telling him, jump or leave holy shit yeah. oh no 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 so they think at that point they really can't tell if it's like a tribe like a curse sure or it's an occult thing a lot of people think it must be an occult thing and they've stirred up some dark shit totally forcing you onto the other well, side and i can't I'm, I'm and not, i don't want to blame the natives either no, for, no, for no. that right and i imagine like the more people are just jumping off this ledge it probably doesn't help bring good juju to this right place. right there's just gotta like be added like bad stuff all the time Ooh. there are also reports of phantom people standing ominously at the top of the ledge staring at you oh god no. or also jumping from the Why ledge they... and vanishing before they hit the water can you imagine them looking at you and then jumping and then vanishing oh god yikes why are they always looking at you i've only got one more section guys i promise it's coming to an end the ledge is also famous as of 1974 for ufo sightings reported this time in 1974 this one i might actually cover later so i don't want to give away too much of it if i can get a big enough story out of it but apparently 1974 happened on this ledge and it's an infamous ufo story because the person who reported it was governor ronald reagan no way he was flying over the ledge with an air force pilot and two security personnel and they all witnessed a strange light following them which accelerated deaccelerated elongated itself and then sped up at a hyper speed and flew away at a 45 degree angle what and that was it for him he was like that's a goddamn alien he said that for real mm-hmm. that's crazy how did i not know that i don't know so oh i might cover God. it later but apparently ronald reagan's ufo case is like a big one yeah 
Um, speaking of UFOs, let's get into it. Uh, there are many reports in the area of UFOs, especially glowing balls of light. They are now most often seen floating over the dog track in Raynham. There's actually one guy in the documentary that I saw. His name's Derek. And he saw this so often, he got a camera just so he could film it one time when it ever happened no again. Way. And he caught orbs pulsating red to green to blue. Oh my it God. was just a red dot to a blue dot to a green dot. And then there was a white dot in the middle. And it would just be floating there and then totally disappear. And then come back and then totally disappear. And then come back and totally disappear. And it never looked like it was going further away or coming at you. It was just always in the same spot. And it would just like exist and then not exist and then exist and not exist. It's just showing off. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it knew. It was doing a little dance. <laughs> so lights have actually been seen in the area since 1760. No way. Uh, the first one was reported to be a, quote, sphere of fire. Oh, my God. And was seen hovering over the area, and it emitted a light so bright it actually cast shadows in front of the sun. And, and that's the... not a fucking weather balloon in 1700. No. So. And the light was seen from both Bridgewater and Roxbury, and it is likely to be the first documented UFO report on the planet. <gasps> no way. Yes. That is so cool. Another one that was actually documented in newspapers was on Halloween in 1908, and two men were driving around 3 a.m., and they saw a, quote, unusually strong lantern illuminating a large object. <laughs> a lantern. They were like, look at that they lantern. Like, they were like, how do we describe this? <laughs> uh, a lantern illuminating a large object, almost like a balloon, and they watched it for almost an hour, and others also reported seeing it hovering and then keeping a steady course, and then hovering and then keeping a steady course. It was <gasps> stopping by free will, it seemed. Sure. It could have been a hot air balloon, but they're quoted saying... I claim that a hot air balloon could not move in a circle or perpendicular, and this one did. It moved up and down seemingly at the will of some individual. What? And that was apparently in newspapers. That's wild. Um, Some people have also seen floating lights approach them closely and then fade away down the river. So they thought like there was a fisherman at night coming towards them. And then as the lights got closer, they were like, there's no boat attached to that light. Like there's, it's just like going down the trail by itself uh-uh. and then they'll interact with it or say something or be like what's that who's there and then like zooms away down oh, the river God. there are also clouds that do that that illuminate just like the one in the graveyard <gasps> that will just move on its own and its own source of light in 1968 there were five people that saw a ball of light floating through the trees in rehoboth and they shouted at it and it grew to five feet wide and then charged at them oh my god Junie just burst into the room <laughs> sorry um but yeah, so the, they were like yelling at the light, being like, "Go get away from us!" And then it like grew into this mass and then charged them. No, and then just disappeared. No. The same year, a man was looking at a snowy field and saw a tree from a distance burning from the bottom up, as if someone like lit the tree on fire. Uh-oh. Went to go check it out to make sure everything was okay, and there was no tree, there was no ash, there what? was no footprints in the snow, there was no it was source in the of snow. Oh God! There was no source of anything happening. He was just seeing it. There were most of the UFO sightings started in the 60s. They mainly happened in the 70s. Most of them came from 1979. That was like the big UFO year in the Bridgewater Triangle. Hello, Juniper. Hello, handsome kitty cat who I love so much. Can I have a little kiss? Nope. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, I'm going to ignore you and that's how you'll love me. Yeah, he's going to be needy in about five seconds. So uh, the, yep, here he comes. And Soapy's on my belly. Oh, my goodness. Oh, and he's gone. So uh, UFO sightings mostly happened in the year 1979. The most famous one was two newsmen 
actually reported seeing a home plate shaped UFO, like from a baseball a home plate diamond. shape. That's funny. It was a home plate shaped. Uh, some stories say it actually emitted a green substance. Ew. They didn't say that in the interview I saw, but they swear that they saw it. It was as wide as apparently five 747s put together. Whoa. It had a cord sparking from the bottom of it, and you could throw a rock at it. It was so close. Oh, my God. One of them was an Air Force vet and was quoted saying, that's not one of ours. Yeah. Oh, God. And that's the last thing you want to hear when you're with that person. Oh, and God. the two of them talked about it, but didn't say anything. And then they found out later there was like a series of reports that multiple people had seen it. And then they came forward saying they that's also saw freaky. It. Um, oh, Junie and Eva are cuddling. It's so sweet. Do you love Eva? This is so nice. He's like, I want you to bring my smell back to your cats so they know. So much love. Wow. So much love. Look at that belly. Oh. Oh. Oh, oh he's sitting on her. Oh, he's cuddling. Oh, he's Oh, he's down. really cuddling. Holy he shit. He decided. Let me get a photo. He decided. I'm going to get one too. Look at little Eva and Juniper and Juniper. Look at little Eva and the kitty cat. Oh my goodness. Oh my god, that's so cute. Oh, here's a little olive puppy dog, puppy dog. They all need so much freaking attention. Where's the third one? Oh, he'll come in a minute. Where's the Scorpio King? Yeah. He'll come oh, as soon as you start there's talking. There's a little again. olive. Do you want to come up here? Oh my goodness, so much love. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where am I? Okay. So that was like the big one that happened in 1979. And then again in the 1990s, there started to be a big influx of UFO reports again. So in 1991, you remember that year? Remember it fondly? I remember it well. Remember being born? I remember. Remember leaving your past life for this one? (laughs) So thin place. How unfortunate for me. So in 1991, there was apparently a literal like UFO stereotype green flying disc that was seen moving slowly and silently 50 feet in the sky with a powerful spotlight. Christine needs to open the door for the cat. That should be that should be my my slogan my tagline. Christine she opens the door. The door opener. A door opener for animals. So it was a flying disc. It was moving slowly and silently 50 feet in the air with a powerful spotlight. Oh, God. Um, Something like that was seen again in 1994 to 1997. I got different dates on different articles. That there was a report of a large triangular UFO with three white lights and two red star-shaped lights. Oh, my God. Very specific. That is. In 1998, there was a UFO that had red, green, white lights. This one's bananas. It had red, green, and white lights. As someone was watching it, the UFO split into two UFOs, flew at high speeds, both with bright lights, and then merged into one again and vanished. (gasps) Weird. Um, And immediately immediately after that, the Air Force Uh was in town. Uh Interesting. And their plans... Their planes were flying around the area, obviously searching for something because of the lights. And not splitting into two, probably. And not splitting into two, or glowing red, green, and white. And there's Giovanni. Here's his little feature. What more could he have to say? So, in 1999, the other big UFO... These are the 90s are crazy at this point. 90s are bananas, man. Yeah. Uh, There's a guy named George, and he saw a UFO that was, quote, moving all around. It was moving in shapes that planes don't move. (laughs) Uh-huh. Um, there was also a report of a strange entity that looked a little alien-like in the area. It was seen ducking down in an empty car. 
Oh, forget it. That had a skeletal face that was white as paper, no hair, no eyebrows, no lips, no nose. And was seen staring at someone from their peripherals and when they went to turn, hid in the car. Goodbye. Forever. Which reminds me, like, I never want to get in my car again because something could be in there. Yeah. It's either that hitchhiker. It's either the Poe effect. You're going to drive off the ledge. Like, you can't. Nothing good happens. Absolutely not. In the car. The other thing that's weird, and I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but one thing that's associated a lot with UFOs is um, black helicopters. Weird. It's kind of, in from the way that I've understood it, it's kind of like how demons will impersonate people but look kind of off so they're like oh it's like ufos trying to look like our aircrafts and become black helicopters they're like that's a cool shape i guess we could do that yeah they're like that looks standard what the frick i did not know that so that's like a theory also there's the men in black who they believe like exactly could be like impersonating people oh no this is terrible this is all so bad so there have been a wild amount of black helicopter sightings in this area of course so they started to appear um after the 90s which makes me think that like enough aliens fucking showed up in the 90s and they're like we need a new plan we need a new style they're catching on to us we keep splitting in half and apparently that's not normal here so uh after that influx of ufos by the 2000s only black helicopters were being seen that is not okay. That's so creepy. These mysterious helicopters are associated with UFO lore. And in 2002, there was a report in an e-newsletter called the UFO Roundup. <gasps> and there was an investigator named Mary Lou. Love the name. Love it. She apparently, in the area, she heard very loud helicopter noises in Rehoboth, but found nothing in the sky. She found witnesses uh, who also ended up seeing two black helicopters in the area that were equipped with spotlights and flying over Route 44, which is a, one of the big hotspots. Yeah. Another witness actually saw a helicopter two days in a row in July that year. And then uh, they ended up seeing more helicopters a month later. More ended up reporting seeing helicopters Ooh. in August, only a month later. There are also reports of animals, especially cats and goats, for some reason, oh. appearing really nervous during any time there's a helicopter in the area. Cats and goats. <laughs> okay. Apparently the ones closest to aliens. I love it. Um, the most spiritual of animals. And after these animals started freaking out, a week later, there was helicopter activity nonstop, including at night. And there has never been a release or an explanation for why the the black helicopters were around. And you, I mean, you know, people are calling like. Someone's, someone's being like, what's reporting this? Someone's right? reporting about yeah. it. Yeah. So the last thing, not just UFOs, but in the Bridgewater Triangle, there happens to be a lot of sightings of cryptids. Yes. Um, Mainly Bigfoot. Shut up. Mainly Bigfoot, but it gets pretty bananas. So uh, there's one guy named Joe DeAndrade. I thought it was DeAndrade and the documentary thing said DeAndrade. So he apparently has been investigating this Bigfoot monster and publishing reports of the Hockamock monster is what they're calling it, oh. or the Hockamock Sasquatch. Sure. They've been, he's been publishing reports uh, since his own personal sighting in 1978. So this is actually, like, really, like, he's probably one of the reasons the Bridgewater Triangle has so many reported documents, because before anyone was taking the Bridgewater Triangle seriously, he was already saving every document he could find, oh. looking at every report, filing everything. So by the time people were like realizing, hey, there's a paranormal story here and a UFO story here and a cryptid story here and a cult report here. Sure. He already had a book to be like, like, yeah, yeah no, look at dude. all this shit. <laughs> oh, my God. So he has in the paranormal community, he's been given a lot of credit for 
being the reason people take Bridgewater seriously today or the Bridgewater Triangle seriously. So his personal story in 1978 was that he saw a, quote, big, tall, strange looking creature who was, quote, apish and mannish that very slowly walked down a hill towards the woods. He was six feet tall, at least 400 pounds. Oh, me too. (laughs) uh, And had long, dark brown hair. Uh, There's another report that he got that while someone was hunting with his uncle, the uncle shot a bear like animal that cried out and it sounded half animal, half human. Oh, God. And they later found blood and long brown hair in the leaves. Ew. There's another report from that same witness. When he was at a pond, he heard a loud splash like something like a large animal dove in. Oh, God. And then he looked over into the water and saw several dead fish floating on the surface as if something had just like gone just like. What? Attacked all the fish. What the fuck? There's another report of someone seeing a tall bipedal creature covered in hair in their garden. Oh, no. They looked up in their window and saw this in their <laughs> garden. He was eating one of their pumpkins, holding it with both of his hands. No! Which means he was bipedal and upright and holding a pumpkin in his hands, and eating also, it raw. That's so gross, And by then the way. when they met eyes, he ran into the woods with the pumpkin. With the, I was like, don't tell me he dropped the pumpkin. Thank God. Uh, there's She's a- like, that was for the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> there's another report uh, of someone saying, quote, there were a few times I thought I saw things walking in the woods, especially around 6 a.m., right before the sun rises. Oh, God. There's that, a no- don't get up early. That's one more Listen, reason. And don't fucking grow in. pumpkins, I'll tell you what. Don't do, yeah. Don't there's leave the house. another report of a Bigfoot-like creature um, in the 70s that apparently went, quote, haywire and killed a farmer's pigs and sheep. Oh, no. And then they actually had the police go out and look for this thing because the guy swore it was. Yeah. They, like, they had footprints and everything. They were like, this is not animal I know of. Sure. And so the police went out. They can never find anything. And then finally, there's a report from John Baker in his canoe. He said he heard something crashing through the woods and he saw something get into the water next to him. And it looked like no, a big foot. Can you imagine? You're stuck in your canoe. No, 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 no. He, and it was in the winter, too. So he was going Jesus, through like. Jenny is scaring the crap out of me coming through that door. I'm so sorry. He, uh, no, you're fine. Um, so he was in the canoe and this is the worst part is he, it was the winter. So the canoe was going through like ice water. So it was super slow. So he like could not get away very well. Oh God, he's just slowly. He says, quote, something was following me and I knew it was big. So I took the boat down a Creek to a dry hill, a dry hill and kept it moving. But he could still hear the ice in the swamp cracking behind him as a creature was keeping up with him. This is a horror movie. So he said, quote, I knew it wasn't a human because when it passed me, I could smell it. It <gasps> smelled like a skunk, musty and dirty, like it lived in the dirt. That's what they say about Bigfoot, too, is that he smells really bad. And that's what I say about Christine. <laughs> so. There's also wah, wah, wah. a report of two cops sitting in their cruiser and, quote, without warning, something began to pick up the rear of our car. Oh. I spun the car around and got my spotlight on something that looked like a bear running upright around the corner of a house. Running upright. No, no. Um, some think it is a giant bear, but bears have been extinct in the region for a long time. Really? So they're like, OK, what well, can't be a bear? And also it walks on two feet. And it walks on two feet. Oh. And it steals my pumpkins. Well, sure. And like I said, some reports have even led to police investigations. But not only is Bigfoot a big thing, there's a slew of cryptids that I've never even heard of that are apparently what? in this space. So there are cryptic sightings that include oversized turtles, apparently oversized enough to be noteworthy. Oversized turtles is the best cryptid I ever heard. Here's the worst. Snakes as thick as tree trunks. <laughs> Goodbye. It's a pretzel worm. 
It's a, it's a tonsil verb. Oh, we found one of those. I mean, not a real one, but it was this giant log that like had, and Blaze goes, is that your, is that your worm thing? Your worm dragon? <laughs> and I was like, it looks like it. That's the one. Oh, uh, he looked a lot friendlier. I bet. Yeah. Uh, snakes is thick as tree trunks. Terrible. Orangutans. What? A lot of people think they're either orangutans or baby Bigfoots. Oh. Because of the same coloring, same amount of hair, kind of walking upright run away from you but like to eat behave a little fruit. bit like humans and yeah stuff. yeah yep uh and then also thunderbirds which i have sure. not yet covered i oh, don't think have i no you haven't but i so, love this topic so i want to save thunderbirds for the future so interesting but basically they are massive pterodactyl like yeah. birds that come from native american folklore mm-hmm. so it would make sense with the curse mm-hmm. on the land they have a wingspan up to like 12 feet. Yeah. They're fucking massive. It's really, and uh, like on Jim Harold, people call in and say they've they've seen one and stuff. And it's really wild. To yeah. Hear. Like it, they think it looks like a dinosaur. Like it's that big. Yeah. 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 So I do want to save that. But there have been a lot of cryptid sightings of seeing um, Thunderbirds. Spooky. Um, also, cops have made their own personal reports and seeing them. It's not See, like that's interesting, too. It's not like calling a cop for an investigation. It's like the cops are reporting this. Right. Um, in the 70s through the 90s, people have reported seeing them sometimes even fighting in midair together. So the there's Thunderbirds? A, yeah, so there's <gasps> at least more than one. Oh, my God. Coincidentally, though, the very first report of a Thunderbird in the uh, Bridgewater Triangle happened to be in an area literally called Bird Hill. <laughs> so a lot of people think that it's kind of like not actually like it's a an urban legend it started on bird hill so we're talking about birds sure but a lot of people also like swear that they're saying maybe it's called bird hill because that's where people saw these giant birds yeah who knows what came first maybe the bird or someone other than me so in 1976 there was also a man who uh watched a huge ghostly dog as big as a pony oh dear with red eyes down now rip out the throats of two of his ponies no uh, they no. did a whole police investigation. They were like, maybe it's a wolf. And they're like, it was not a fucking wolf. Like, he swears it was just like a normal dog, but as big as a little horse. Jesus. And uh, oh, just. Oh, God. Oh, God. And they never found the dog. That's so they think horrible. there's like a pack of dogs. Apparently later in life today, they deal with um, people witness all these like ghostly kind of see through abandoned dogs with different levels of aggression. But like, if you see one, stay the fuck away because yeah. you never know. Um, but so that was the beginning of dog sightings. Great. In the 1990s, there were Black Panther sightings. Whoa. Like phantom Black Panthers. Like nobody knows where this thing fucking came from. Whoa. And tan panthers, which this is a story I might also cover if there's enough information. But apparently there, it's got its own name, the Mansfield Mystery Cat. What? And he's a tan panther the size of a Great Dane. Okay. So he's tan small panther or maybe a tan normal cat the size. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how big to be panthers determined. are supposed to be. And a lot of people are like, okay, people are saying they're seeing panthers, and then half the reports are saying they're black panthers, half the people are saying they're tan panthers, like, what on earth? These are not real. And then as soon as people started giving up on it being a reality, a 30-pound African cat, a serval, was found dead and beheaded nearby. What? They like, like, actually found? A literal African cat. Uh, I think it was a serval. What's happening? A 30-pound cat was just found dead and beheaded in the Bridgewater like Triangle. In the, on the wrong continent, too. Yes, yes. What the fuck? And beheaded? Oh, God. It was in newspapers. They, like, like people saw this thing. So that this was, was a real thing. This wasn't like, oh, it vanished. It was like, what someone brought this on? here. Um, in 2006, there were more reports of aggressive dogs in the areas, and there was a random 
emu that had been lost in the forest what? and was bull rushing people. That poor emu's like, get me the pup. He's fuck like, there's out a here. panther, I swear. A- <laughs> <laughs> get me out. Oh, um, God. So here's another thing. And I've, again, this is something that should have been addressed in other articles. I only found it in the documentary. I don't know how okay. this was not addressed somewhere else. Maybe they got special privilege info. <clears throat> Maybe. In the 90s, there was a guy named Bill. He was walking his dog named Samantha. Samantha's Aww. a Rottweiler slash German Shepherd. So she's a big girl. She's, she's not afraid not of a challenge. Around. And they decided they were going to go on a walk at night. And they decided to take a different path that night. No. Always a mistake. No. Um, they got to a, I wouldn't call it an abandoned road, but a road that like a, a road no one uses, like has phone poles on it. Kids use it to take back roads and stuff. Sure. Like just a random road that like not many people road. use. Sure. All of a sudden the dog freaks the fuck out. Oh no, you don't want that. Bill hears a high pitched wailing. Oh God. And then because it's like low key and abandoned road with like only one street light and the shadows are weird. He can't see ahead of him. Yeah. So he hears this high, high-pitched wailing, and then through the shadows, he sees a little creature. What? Apparently, the creature is three to four feet tall, with a pot belly. Okay. And the face of a chipmunk. <laughs> and this oh my God. little creature is covered in fur, has big eyes. He doesn't know how he knew this, but knew that it wasn't young for its species. It was, an, it was older. What? And then said, it never once advanced at me. It just stuck its hand out as if it wanted me to come to him. Uh, uh, and it uh, kept uh. saying, Iwanchu Kier. Iwanchu Kier. And so after the last 20 years of wondering whatever the fuck he saw, he thinks it was trying to speak English. And he thinks it was trying to say, we want you come here. And it just stuck its hand out wanting him to approach them. I'm freaking out, dude. Talk about an acid trip, by the way. This guy's having... This so, is bananas. He still says to this day, he's like, I know what I fucking saw. I'm My so, dog saw it. He's like, I'm so mad I did not approach it because in hindsight, it was not being mean to me. It wasn't scaring me. It was trying to actively not scare me. But I was just so scared I fucking ran away. And when I looked back, it wasn't there. I've heard this story. Have you? I don't know where. Like, maybe on Astonishing Legends. Astonishing Legends. But, like, I've heard that where he said, he literally said, I wish I'd approach it. I was like, yeah. no. Well, apparently. You he wouldn't be here. He's like, in hindsight, it wasn't being aggressive. I was just scared and I ran. And when I turned around, I lost my chance. He was gone. I mean, it was a walking chipmunk with a beer belly. Like, hello. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, it was Alvin. He, it was, was like it, he fucking just it was showed Alvin up. had aged poorly, unfortunately. <laughs> That he is... was just going to start singing Christmas time oh, and like it was going to get God, weird. No, uh, he did hear high pitched wailing. It really could have been. It really could have been. Yeah. So before I delve into that real quick, I want to say after everything that I've covered, there is an argument that this whole Bridgewater Triangle is not real. Of course there is. Some people argue that it's actually a self-fulfilling prophecy sure. because a lot of the stories say that the swamp is only 5% of the triangle, and yet it happens to be the epicenter of activity. And people say, oh, this is where this happened. Like, sure. all the activity happened in the swamp. But then when you actually hear the locations of the stories, they're miles away right. from the swamp. And so they basically think that this, the Lauren guy who yeah. made the boundaries, he created the shape in the 70s to mimic the phenomenon of the uh, Bermuda Triangle. Right, right. When it's technically a Bridgewater rhombus. <laughs> As we all know. 
And the borders were arbitrarily picked to include as many mysterious events as he could find based on newspaper reports. Sure. So he, like, was ex- shaping it around. The, yeah. yeah. So they think he just found, like, a concentrated area and then just put a border around it to make it look as creepy right, as possible. Right. Enter self-fulfilling prophecy, because now if anything weird happens there, even if it's just, like, a murder, like a... a it's p- like... R- a plain Jane murder. <laughs> because it happened in the Bridgewater Triangle, It ha- it's now masked in this That's label of mystery. And it's, like, reported specifically under that umbrella. So exactly. it's probably, yeah. Um, that's interesting. So now something dark ever happens there. It's already just labeled mysterious instead of like, oh, that's just crime. Sure. That just happened. Oh, that happens literally everywhere in this country and every country. And so it continues the legend of the property. Interesting. So the argument is like someone decided that this was a really creepy area. And now because of those parameters, people are looking for creepy events. When like, if you said that that triangle was over here, people would find a million ghost stories. However, I do believe that there is an element of like you create like you can create your own yeah experience. enough people like, manifest exactly it, that like it's happening because like poltergeist activity is supposedly like from your own angst and shit right. like so, you, I mean, you perpetuate it in yeah some way. yeah exactly so nowadays this is where we stand with the bridgewater triangle and why i think so many people retweeted about it and sent it my way oh, tell is me. because fx has just released the news that they are creating a horror thriller series called the bridgewater triangle that is probably why it sounds familiar to me okay <laughs> it is going to be produced by noah holly who also uh produced bones fargo and yes the marvel series legion I literally just read about this okay and the plot is basically what is new these days an apocalyptic dystopia (laughs) but it only hits within the triangle lines (gasps) and three estranged siblings have to come together and save the world listen i'm gonna watch it in 2013 there was a documentary by uh aaron cadio which is the one that i have been talking about nonstop. it's literally just called the bridgewater triangle it's on amazon prime i'm so excited to watch that by the way there are so many firsthand accounts of people who literally saw stuff. Um, some of the leading paranormal experts out there. Um, it's really a really well done documentary, I yeah. think. And one of my favorite quotes about the Bridgewater Triangle is when asked about it, the director, Aaron Cadio, called it a buffet of the unexplained. <laughs> I love that. I so love it so much. much. That's I feel like that's our tagline. He's speaking our language. He's like, just put throw in some like food, some Golden Corral reference, and Em and Christine will (laughs) be there. You say buffet, and I say where. (laughs) So the last thing I'm going to say, which which folds back into the the '90s experience that Bill had in the middle of the road with that weird thing saying, uh, "Yeah, what was it fucking saying? Come with me, or we want you here. Yeah, we want you. It was." I don't even remember anymore. Oh, Iwanchu Kier. Iwanchu Kier. Fuck, dude. So what was that creepy little thing? We don't know. However, it does fall in into validating the theory that there's one other cryptid, which I am very excited to talk about next week. Oh, shit. I was like, okay. So the, I will, there has been news about this cryptid. Recently? Um, Recently. So in the area, one of the spots that falls into the Bridgewater Triangle is called Freetown. The Freetown Police Department has recently installed road signs. You know how there's like deer crossing signs? Mm -hmm. They have crossing signs now warning drivers about this cryptid. Shut up. Which, if you're a Harry Potter fan, you might have heard of this before. But the cryptid is a puckwudgie. I don't remember that. Apparently, it's actually one. It's the Hufflepuff equivalent to the American Hogwarts. So I think it's like Ivil, Ivil Morning. I'm not a Wait, Harry Potter person. What? So 
Okay. Hogwarts is like in the UK. Yeah. Oh, so they're saying that whatever the Hogwarts in America is, their equivalent to the Hufflepuff house is actually called a Puckwudgie. So a lot of Harry Potter fans might know it from that. Oh, I understand. Okay, okay, okay. However, it is an actual cryptid that goes all the way past or all the way before Native American times. So there is an entire history to Puckwudgies way before Harry Potter. Oh, so that was something she like picked up. Yeah. And I actually think... uh, there's Geo. Uh, finally making his grand entrance right at the end Scorpio. of the story. Yep. So the one thing I do want to say is that if you're a Harry Potter fan, you might really like the next episode because I found out in doing all of this history that whoever created the American Hogwarts yeah. used a lot of the Bridgewater Triangle cool. history to create all of the information surrounding that school, the school of I wizardry. Love, here. I'm a Harry Potter fan. I'm so anyway, excited. tune in next week to hear all about the puck wedgies. I'm so excited. And that is the Bridgewater triangle. Jesus Christ. That reminds me so much of Skinwalker Ranch. Like just like every type of paranormal activity suddenly surfaces there. You know, I, you covered that, right? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think so too. That's one of I my covered favorite. skinwalkers. I don't know about like the ranch. That's one. I think my, I did. I don't think you covered skinwalkers in general. I think you just did. You did. Oh, <sighs> Oh, oh, I covered the ranch, ranch but yeah. not skinwalkers in general. Yes. All right. I can't remember anymore. But still. That's but yes. It, it's like there's just spooky story after story after story. It reminds story. me so much of that where they just have weird and like there's like Bigfoot and then there's also like aliens. Yeah. And then it's really wild. And ghosts and shit. Anyway. Yeah. Buffet. Whew. What was it? Buff- A buffet of the unexplained. Oh, that is good. He should. That's I wish stuff. we came up with that, man. That- I kind of wish i didn't give him the credit let's steal it okay i'm just kidding <laughs> that is really a good line anyway that was a great story thank you so much thank you for this one of my faves. suffering through that with me no that's one of my faves so far i love that and that's why we drink is sponsored by squarespace squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with squarespace it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your terms You don't want to miss Fluid Engine, a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I don't know this for a fact, but it's my opinion that there is no easier way to build a website than Squarespace because of this drag-and-drop technology. It gets better every year, and it is just, you when you think it can't get any better and easier, it does. I've been using Squarespace (laughs) since 2017. Um, And in that time, they have just proven themselves to be the best and easiest way to make a website. So anytime I make a website for any reason, that's where I go. When you're ready to get started, you can use one of Squarespace's professional website templates with designs for every category, and then you can customize it. You can customize the look, add new content, add features to fit your unique needs. It's just a great spot to have a landing page for you, for your business, for whatever it is you're trying to market or showcase. Squarespace is the best platform to use, in my opinion. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Junie, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. 
Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay. Hello. I'm back for my story now. Hello. We spent a half an hour not talking on the microphone to be fair we were ordering food so it was very important break i got chicken parm oh chicken i thought you got pizza you got chicken parm. i planned on it and then i saw a whole pasta section and i was like game over i got pizza okay everybody here we go this is the story of the murders of mary ashford and barbara forrest who were killed on the same day in the same town but 157 years apart. What? Wait a minute. Are we both doing creepy, creepy stuff? I know. It really is. Because when you were telling yours, I was like, mine's kind of spooky, too. Like, Mine's kind of spooky. I'm feeling a little spooky today. Feel naughty. Feeling real naughty. It's going to get a little wild. Let loose a little. We regularly talk about how... Why do we do this? My old boss at my previous day job, her name is Renee. I don't know if she still listens, but she was a avid supporter um she was she especially when i left she was very understanding so thank you for that uh but whenever she would eat something anytime she like broke her diet or if she was trying to like be really good that day <laughs> like eight, yeah. and she would like eat a snack even if it was like one chip she'd be like i was so naughty but like, like not ironic like it was in a very so serious, funny it was so way. funny she'd be like oh this weekend i was so naughty i had a taco i, I, was I like, will literally <laughs> never get over that so i still to this day quote her it's so funny i always to me. say that every time i eat like an oreo i'm like oh i'm so naughty should i should i should i should, should I? I be bad let's be, be naughty let's be bad i love it, it it's i don't Do know you guys why, love it probably not why haven't i been saying it my whole life we should start it feels Forever. good to say. It does. So thank you for that, Nene. Thank you, Nene. That's very enjoyable. Okay, so this story is really we- wild. It's kind of short, but it's bananas. Let's get naughty. Let's do it. Let's get naughty. Okay, <laughs> so this was actually inspired by a post I was sent on Instagram um, by Gem, G-E-M-B underscore 1212, which is quite a username, but uh, her <laughs> name's Genesis. Um, the post was on an account called Unburnt creepy and it was one of those like meme posts where i was like okay that can't be true like weird facts you know where like people make shit up and then it goes viral and it's like no that's not true right so i saw this and i was like that's got to be bullshit but i was like intrigued so i looked it up and lo and behold it's true life it's real it really happened and it's on real news articles and stuff so super horrific and great all at the same time i know and then i was like looking at that account that unburnt thing and i was like there's a lot of weird shit on here i wonder if it's all true oh no way probably not but this one was all right so i looked at let's see the website that i discovered well fandom.com do you know that website they have all sorts of weird like different well so okay unsolvedmysteries.fandom.com and then a huffington post article by stephanie almazon and usa today so like sources yeah 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 yeah. um so this takes place in pipe hayes park in erdington 
a suburb of Birmingham, England. So I probably Ooh. said all of those incorrectly. Do you know how many, do you know how hard it is to pronounce any Massachusetts town? Yes. So I've definitely fucked that's up at least one. That's the best comeback though of like, oh, today. Yeah. The, that's yeah. the best comeback when people are like, you can't say this word. It's like, try pronouncing Worcester or any fucking yeah. town in Massachusetts. Um, so the first murder took place in 1817. So 6.30 a.m. on May 27th, 1818, nope, 1817, like I literally said five seconds ago, <laughs> a laborer, oh, laborer, named George Jackson came across a bundle of clothing, a hat, and shoes near a water-filled pit. He alerted some local neighbors who dragged the pit of water and found the body of 20-year-old Mary Ashford. Mm. She had bruising on her arm. She'd been sexually assaulted. And footsteps of a man and woman were found in a nearby field, which I love that they could probably tell because because one's so dainty and one's wearing so like burly, high heels or something <laughs> back then in a field. Yeah. Right, right. Um, when authorities interviewed Mary's friends, they learned that the night before she had attended a dance in town. Um, she was known as in town as like an attractive young woman. She had a number of suitors. She was very popular. Um, and the day before her body was found, May twenty sixth was. Whit Monday. Do you hmm. know about this? I don't. Do you know about this? Okay, so it's a Christian holiday. It's a day after Pentecost. Um, and uh, it's basically like the last holiday of the Easter season. And I guess over there they go and dance and have fun. So sounds sounds, sounds like a plan to me. Sounds great. Uh, Mary had stopped by her friend Hannah Cox's house on her way to work, where she dropped off a bundle of clothes that she planned to wear to the dance. So at 6 p.m. she goes back to her friend Hannah's house after work so they could get ready for the party together. And then they go to the dance. And by all accounts, they had a good time. Um, they ended up spending the rest of the dance, like the later part of the dance, with two men named Benjamin Carter and Abraham Thornton. The four of them, uh, all friends, left the dance at midnight. And they walked along the main road, which is called Chester Road. Hannah was like, I'm going to head home. It's late. Uh, ben was like, I'm going to go back to the dance. <laughs> And dance. The night's not <laughs> yeah, over. Night it is, is way Tuesday now. <laughs> it's it, it's Tuesday. gonna get crazy. <laughs> it is officially wit Tuesday. <laughs> um, Easter season is over. So he went back to the dance, and then Mary and Abraham were like, "We're gonna keep walking." So they kept walking toward Mary's grandfather's home. At four a.m., Hannah opens the door to find Mary back at her house, and Mary's like. I want to change back into my work clothes because she's still in like her party clothes. And she's like, what the hell? It is four in the morning. Like, what have you been up to? And she's like, I had it. I spent the evening with Abraham Thornton. Ooh. Ooh, la la. Do tell. She seemed very happy, claimed to have had a great time. And they were like out, I don't know, necking and. Ooh, someone else was being naughty. Yeah, being naughty. (laughs) (laughs) She went over to Hannah later and was like, I was so naughty last night. Oh my God, this is fucking like My friends, Em and Christine, ate a whole cake and I hooked up with Benjamin. Yeah, Abraham and I had a. We were all naughty. A romp in the field. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so she went back to the house at 4 a.m., which is like. Wow, your friend's really nice to fucking let you in and change at 4 a.m. But so she came in at 4 a.m. She's like, I need my clothes. But she seemed happy. She was like, I had a great time. She changed into her work clothes. And shortly after, witnesses spotted Mary walking along the road, Chester Road, presumably back to her house. It was only a few hours later, early that morning, that Mary's body was found. Yeah. By 8 a.m. the next morning, Abraham Thornton was arrested. He was the last person to have been seen with her she had literally said i was just with abraham for the last several hours right um he reportedly told police upon his arrest quote i cannot believe she is murdered why i was with her until four o'clock this morning 
Okay. Uh, during questioning, Abraham told detectives that he had had sex with Mary that night in the fields. Oh, my God. The dog and cat are literally... Chewing on the ground? What was that? They're, Gio just likes to harass the cat. Gio. Speaking of letting people like into your house at 4am, remember when I showed up at your house in Ohio and I was like, I need to sleep here. And then you thought like everybody was a ghost. My grandmother was a ghost. Yes, I recall. To this day, I'm not too that, unsure of that. That Grandma Pam is a real person. Miss <laughs> Pam is a Ms. ghost. Miss Pam. The nicest ghost Ms. I ever this, did make. Is, she made me a really nice She quilt. makes Casper look like an asshole. <laughs> She's such a gem. Um, oh, for God's sake, the animals are riled up. Um, okay, so he told detectives he had had sex with Mary that night in the field, and afterward they had talked and gazed up at the sky until around 3 a.m. before Abraham walked her part of the way back to Hannah's house. He said he waited for a while, but she didn't come back out, so he went home. And he said that was the last time he saw Mary alive. So Abraham Thornton's trial began August 8th. Uh, public opinion was convinced that he was guilty. Ooh. However, three witnesses were able to corroborate his alibi. And so that, in a conjun- in conjunction with a lack of, like, real evidence, mm-hmm. basically led the jury to deliver a not guilty verdict. Oh, wow. Okay. So Mary's brother, his name was William Ashford, he refused to accept the jury's decision. He appealed for a second trial. Somehow, I mean, it was long ago, but not that long ago, Abraham somehow convinced um, the this guy who was presiding over the case. His name was Lord Ellenborough. Sure, no, sure was. Sure, sure it was. He convinced him to allow Abraham to defend his verdict with a trial by battle. What on earth? This is essentially... Like some Hamilton shit? Yes, a fight to the death to prove one's innocence. Like some Game of Thrones crap. Okay. So he's like, okay, fine. You want to re- appeal my case? Like, fight me. And so the brother was like... So apparently the event came and the brother was supposed to fight abraham and whoever won like that was the verdict but it's whoever also like died was guilty alive <laughs> Whoever wasn't know, alive doesn't make any sense and so at, at at the event abraham made a big show he threw his leather glove over his head to initiate the challenge and then mary's brother was like listen this is dumb i don't want to do this like fuck it i right. don't like this is stupid so abraham just walked free so the public continued to believe he was a killer after the trial concluded, uh, so much so that he eventually fled his home for the United States. Uh, Mary's murder left a deep wound in the community. The town never forgot her loss, um, and but they kind of moved on. Now we fast forward to May of 1974. Mm. The body of a woman is found in a ditch near Chester Road in the small town of Erdington mm. in England. The body was determined to be that of 20-year-old Barbara Forrest. Her body also showed signs of rape and strangulation. Police were shocked when it was revealed that Barbara had been killed on May 27, 1974, exactly 157 years to the day of Mary's murder back in 1817. That's amazing. This is like a suburb. Like This is like a small town. It sounds immediately like it's just got to be a copycat of someone who loved that story. Yeah, ew. Um, Barbara Forrest worked as a nurse at nearby, uh, Pipe Hayes Children's Home. She had also gone missing on Whit Monday. And so keep in mind, this holiday changes dates every year because it's like based on when Easter is. So it's always right. on a Monday, but it like... It just happened to fall on the, the same exact date. same date, which is like not common. No. So that was weird. And she had actually, um, been out dancing that night. With a man named Benjamin? Whit Monday with her boyfriend, Simon. Close enough. Also, the guy's name was Simon. Ab- the guy's name was Abraham. Abraham. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, and Come Benjamin. Um, so reports state that Barbara was out dancing with her boyfriend, Simon, on the evening of her death. 
He stated he walked her to the bus at 1 a.m. and that was the last time he saw her. So a manhunt ensued to find Barbara's killer where over 100 detectives took part in this massive search and finally they zeroed in on their main suspect. His name was Michael Ian Thornton. He had the same fucking last name I was gonna say. as Mary's killer. They're not related. He had the same fucking last name as her killer in 1817. It turns out Michael Ian Thornton lived on Chester Road. He was Barbara's co-worker and I think was like obsessed with her or something. And so it was just like not a good situation. Uh, police reportedly found blood stains on his pants. And uh, his so his mother had given him an alibi and like they immediately realized it was not true. And so they were like, OK, this is our guy. So they apprehended him and charged him for Barbara's murder. He was put on trial and similar similarly to Abraham Thornton in Mary's case 157 years before this Thornton was not found guilty or was found not guilty due to lack of evidence. So another weird similarity is that Barbara's sibling, Erica, her sister, Shut up. refused to accept the verdict and tried to appeal for a second case. There was not a battle to the death. I was going to say, <laughs> Erica's going to whoop some ass in the streets. Oh, my God. That would have been great. They, she threw her leather glove. Yeah. Into and then like Newsy snapped <laughs> over. Exactly. It's so absurd. <laughs> Um, so that was weird. Like the same situation where a sibling refused to accept the verdict and tried right. to appeal in 2012, she demanded the case be reopened and DNA evidence reviewed. Um, there have been no updates as of yet, but they're still trying to figure out if they can like nail this guy for this. Yeah. Um, but as of now he walked free. So I'm just going to recap like what's happened so far. So Mary and Barbara were both murdered on Whit Monday, May 27th, after a night of dancing, both raped on the same exact road by men with the same last name, 157 years apart. Just super fucking weird. That's just bananas. Yeah, yeah. And the similarities get even weirder. So <laughs> there's more. Uh, both women reportedly felt a sense of dread leading up to their deaths. So Mary Ashford from the from 1817 had confided in her friend Hannah's mother that she had, quote, bad feelings about the week to come. Weird. Before she was murdered. Uh, Barbara had told a colleague that, quote, this is going to be my unlucky month. I just know it. Don't ask me why. And so that's just a creepy... Uh, creepy similarity uh both mary and barbara were 20 years old at the time of their murders and they had the same birthday shut the fuck up christine <laughs> literally what was their birthday if they were the twins if they're goddamn gemini's oh i don't know their birthday shit i, I guarantee you they're the goddamn twins okay we're gonna look that up at the end um oh yeah Ooh, that's spooky too i didn't think of that um thin place the thin place oh. i tell you what same thing different time jesus christ um, okay. They also, they enjoyed dancing, going out with friends. That's both what they were doing the evening they were killed. Uh, both suspects who shared a name, Thornton, but were not related, were found not guilty due to a lack of evidence. And in both cases, a sibling contested the court's finding, demanding further investigation. So another similarity, this is probably the worst of all, is that the murders remain unsolved to this day. Both cases are considered cold cases and still haunt the town to this day. Whoa. And I know that was so fucking short, but I just knew. No, I I, we. So just for other people, like we discussed <laughs> it earlier. I was like, my story is going to be so fucking long. I hope yours is short. And I was so. like, thank God, because I couldn't find much more information on this. But um, it was good. That's that, I mean, that creepy, though. Listen, for such a concise story, like, wow, you nailed it. Because that is spooky ooky. Yeah. Both of our stories were like unsettling today, I think. Yeah, there right. is no resolution to anything. No, right, exactly. We're all I still... hope everyone feels like there is an 
open-ended scenario in your life now. What was the phrase? Like, Ichu, Ichu, me, come with me. Or, oh. Or the, we want you here or something. Ionchu. Ionchu oh, here. Yeah, that's it. Ew. Um, I'm going to look up their birthdays real quick. Please hold. Okay, update. I could not find their birthdays. However, it has been confirmed on multiple multiple sources that they had the same birthday. And However, the murder took place during on, twin season. Yeah, on May 27th. So they were twinning. Yeah. In a different way. In a different way. Um, their I, death I, day is twinning. Oh, so sad. I did find um, one more thing that is... Oh, God, here come all the animals. We just got the pizza delivered. Um, here's one last thing I wanted to read that I found, which is just, just beyond infuriating. So... Mary Ashford from the one from 1817 was buried in Sutton Cold Sutton Coldfield Churchyard, and the inscription on her grave read, oh, God. "As a warning to female virtue and a <gasps> humble monument to female chastity, this stone marks the grave of Mary Ashford, who, on the twentieth year of her age, having incautiously repaired to a scene of amusement without proper protection, was brutally murdered on 27th May 1817." <gasps> So, fuck that. So they said that the the ultimate she was asking for it. The ultimate on your final resting place, she was she, asking for it. She was, she banged it out that night and that's why she died. Yeah, because she... Because she's fucking loosey-goosey. her goddamn ankles at the dance. Oh my. Good night. Good night and goodbye. That's Jesus. Well, thank God all the people from that era are gone. LOL. LOL. <laughs> Thank God nobody has that opinion anymore. I, about one people. day, man. One day. One day. Let's hope for a better future. <laughs> Let's hope the fucking climate fixes itself and yeah. we fix it in time for people to like all think that that's a fucked up statement listen my hopes are not high <laughs> um so that's what i found so that's that anyway sorry everything's terrible everything sucks but we got pizza so yeah so yeah, temporary like a band-aid i will say if you're feeling down it helps to order some food i always feel better after i do that are you sad go buy pizza go don't don't go anywhere no, no, no. Order Go on the, the internet. Pizza. Right, 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 right. And then have a puppy dog come to you. You know, there are services that there are. will... My mom almost did this for my birthday. I remember. There are services where you can rent a box of puppies for an they hour. They will literally... Nickelodeon did that at our party, and they just, like, had a ton of dogs. And yeah. I was like, this is the best invention of all time. My mom tried to surprise me at our... Uh, at my superhero sleepover. Oh, that's With right. a box of puppy dogs. But apparently they had, were all sold out that night. I, I can't know. imagine why, because everyone's sad. <laughs> I can't imagine why on a Saturday night... <laughs> in LA, all the puppies were taken. Everyone was just like high and drunk on kombucha and drunk on just, kombucha, just covered in puppy dogs. Ugh, the dream. Anyway, go yourself a puppy dog or pizza or, or hug both. someone. And sorry for everything. Sorry about that. Um, we'll see you next week with a story about a little chipmunk man. Yes. Right? Oh wait, this comes out this Sunday, right? Yeah. We still have some tickets oh! for Atlanta oh, and New so Orleans. Loud. Yes, we do. We release more tickets, I think. I just saw it on Instagram. There I'm was, so behind. I'm there sorry. Was a, there was a scenario where something happened with the venue. Something happened. But, so oh, shit. We okay. thought they were sold out, and they're not. There's a couple left for both. So. For Atlanta and New Orleans? And New Orleans. Okay, great, because I'm doing my notes now, and we have some wild stories for you guys, so uh, get on it there. So if you were wondering if last minute there would be any extra tickets, please come and help us sell them out. I have people coming, especially to the Atlanta one, so it would make me look really cool yeah, if it was please, sold out. Yeah, please. Pretty please. Um, cool. All right. And we'll see you there. And that's why we drink. Yay. Whatever job you need to do out there, grab the right tool to get it done. The new F-150 with an available hybrid engine and up to 7.2 kilowatts of pro power on board to power things on the go. 
It's not a tool you'll hang in a tool shed, but you can certainly use it to build one. The new 2024 Ford F-150. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Available starting early 2024. Optional features the owner's manual for important operating instructions.